It's time for Mac Break Weekly. Andy Inako, Alex Lindsay, Jason Snell, they're all in-house. We'll talk more about Apple privacy. Turns out they are sending a unique identifier back to the home office. We'll also talk about the Chinese government. They're bringing in former military to help work in Apple's factories in China and putting Quake on an Apple Watch. That and a whole lot more coming up next. Podcasts you love. From people you trust. This is Twit. This is Mac Break Weekly, episode 845, recorded Tuesday, November 22nd, 2022. Footballs and grapefruit. Mac Break Weekly is brought to you by Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? Cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now at rocketmoney.com slash macbreak. Seriously. It could save you hundreds a year. And by ZocDoc. With ZocDoc, you can find the right doctor for you in your network and in your neighborhood. Go to ZocDoc.com slash MacBreak and download the ZocDoc app for free. Start your search for a top-rated doctor, many available within 24 hours. Thanks for listening to this show. As an ad-supported network, we are always looking for new partners with products and services that will benefit our qualified audience are you ready to grow your business reach out to advertise at twit.tv and launch your campaign now it's time for mac break weekly the show we cover the latest apple news with our great apple news team alex Lindsay's here office hours.global 090.media hello hello <laughs> you look like george freaking hamilton have you been tanning what are you doing dude what are you doing <laughs> yeah, yeah, i i I think if you put me next to, I, you know, it's my, just good lighting. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's just lighting. <laughs> it looks so good. The shot it looks so good. If Room Raider were looking at this show, which she's not, you'd get ten out of eleven out of ten. You just I'm anyway. still kind of middle middle of the road for my for office yeah. hours. Yeah, <laughs> so I know that's what's to funny. Keep up with the Joneses, keeping yeah. up, keeping up. Well, I can't keep up with you, so we're just gonna live with it. Uh, 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 and by the way, Andy, you look pretty good too. Andy Anako is also here. In his uh, little tiny uh, uh, tatami-lined room, <laughs> exactly. We're I, see, I, I love I, I love how like I, I, we we all learn so much from Alex. Like every time, like he talks about new adjustments he's made to his setup. He was just he just like mentioned during the pre-show like maker pipe, which is now oh wow because I kind of wanted to have like a lighting grid. Like we are like like maybe maybe Jason too. We are like the alpha and omega. Where it's like we absolutely care about being looking like half as good as Leo, and if we can be a quarter as good looking as Alex, we don't have that kind of a budget or infrastructure. But it's like, hey, look on eBay, I can buy these like these Japanese screens, and hey, look, I can buy like diffusion shrouds for the hundred dollar LED lights I got from Amazon. Uh, and it's <laughs> every this is ecumenical. All 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 poor people. Poor people like me are absolutely welcome here in the podcasting world. <laughs> it's funny how it's over the years, how much it's changed. You know, at first we were just glad to have anything, a picture, anything. Patrick Norton used to do the show under his car. I mean, it was really, I mean, literally, he'd be working on his car and he'd have a light and he, I don't know, and he, we'd, yeah, I mean, you could hear the wrench clanging. Uh, we've, we've, we're, I think yeah, I think a lot to Alex. Thanks a lot to Alex. We've kind of uh, upgraded a little bit anyway. Also with us, Jason Snell from the Snellavision factory. Hello, Jason. Yeah, so that's right. This is my garage where I work all day, 
every day making things for the internet. And uh, uh, Renee Ritchie told me to buy a couple of lights, and I have a couple that's of it. lights. So that's thanks, all. Renee. Yeah. And then a all. lava lamp, and I put some old computers behind me, and you know, that's that's it. That's the, that's the best I can do. <laughs> I, I'm trying to catch up with Jason though on the on see I got I got the cube here and then I've got my I like, old one. I like what, right oh look yeah, classic, classic yeah, yeah I got my yeah. classic. That's there. right, Alex. You just dream to have my backdrop, don't I you? Do, I do. <laughs> I, I, I what I am more. I, well, I you know I I think I'm trying not to get all the computers that I had in the past, but I am trying to collect the whole. You know, and so like I'm, an 840AV is something I'm I'm out mm. I'm looking for because that I, was like. I think it's kind of fun to because you because it's a little bit blurred in the background because you have an actual mm-hmm. camera with depth of field, but uh, I think I spot a thirty thousand dollar camera behind you. Is that the I got Ozo? a couple of? Is that the Ozo behind? That was a sixty thousand sixty thousand dollar camera. <laughs> what, so the first one was sixty thousand. The Jeez. second two were thirty thousand each, and the last three were seventy five hundred dollars. And then, and then, fourteen months. Fourteen months later, it's a prop. It's a prop. It's a prop. You know, it's that's the the story of technology, isn't it? Oh my god! Yeah. So no, it's it was it was very expensive when I bought it. When I bought that one, it was expensive, but it's not expensive anymore. I got an Apple pencil with a dongle. Does that count? I mean, like, look at that, man. That's history, baby. Dongle, nine dollar dongle, right there. Wow, nine dollars. Wow. Amazing! What a deal! We are in a field where stuff gets obsolete so fast. Well, see, I see. I'm, do, I'm I, like I said, I'm doing like the whole house cleanout that I've. The, I try to do like every five years. Like the, I'm literally, let's get down to the baseboards. Let's put my hands on every single thing I own, decide whether it can stay or go. And it's like there. I'm 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 learning that there's a there's a narrow window of opportunity between okay, this is obsolete, this is junk, I'm throwing it away. And but the but the clock is ticking because if you don't get rid of it. Within like three and a half to four years, damn it! Now it's a collectible. Now there's somebody who'll give me like sixty three dollars for it, and I've got enough of these that I could like buy a new iPhone just by damn it. So this, so this is why I have a box. I have a big box like in my closet that is simply labeled iPhone and iPad boxes because the damn things are now. It's a box full of air, but I could conceivably trade it in a Toto for like an like an iPhone fourteen Pro. I'm like, ah, damn it. Every missed geek my, missed my mark. has a box of wires somewhere, right? <laughs> Just like a power power the, adapters. The yeah, the worst is a box. I have a box of of wall warts. Yeah, that I that I painfully didn't put label on each one of them. So right, so you have no idea what like, they do. Ah, I have that box as well. You know, I, yeah. I, I, all I do now is label. Because I'm too old to read them anymore, so I have to get a, I have to get my phone magnify them yes, and then yes. print a really big 18 volts. Uh, 3.3 amps on the side of yes. them. So, so if I'm looking for something, I can try yeah, to find ser- it. Seriously, get get yourself a white paint marker. I'll, I'll, make, I'll make that one of my picks of the week to, to, to show you. It is the handiest thing because it, a label, like there's a, a label maker, they're great, but it takes steps mm-hmm. to like, okay, I got to mm-hmm. launch the software, get launch the phone app and blow it and stick it out. And yeah, play yeah, it. Yeah. Whereas with a paint marker, you just put 12 volts, five amps done. Mm-hmm. And it's like white on black and it solves the problem immediately. <laughs> I think in the early days, did we not have a contest to win Patrick Norton's box of crap, I believe. I believe <laughs> we did. Wall warts. And it was yeah. It was it was mostly a wall warts and yeah. It was episode nine from two thousand five of This Week at Tech. Win Patrick's box of crap. Uh, can, I, can I say how happy I am that these days almost every piece of junk that I get just charges with USB? Yeah. Oh my God! Yeah. Yes. Thank right? you. Like, Should we thank the EU for that? I don't know, but like, 
it's I know there's some controversy about it, but like the fact that instead of having like all these different connectors at all these different voltages and amps, the ubiquity of USB has just driven down the price to the point that all of the manufacturers of cheap crap are just like, what's the cheapest we can do? USB? Let's do it. And so we don't have to do, like, I'm just so relieved when I get some piece of cheap tech garbage yep. that I bought for some reason and it's just got a USB-C or a micro. I, I'll take micro or mini USB. I don't care. As long as I don't have to have another wall wart that is only for this one thing. Yeah. Just, two, just two or three days ago, I finally found the custom charger that goes with my, I think it's a Casio, it's like a ni- 1990s Casio camera watch. Uh, that like that's too co- too cool like not to not to not to to keep but it's like I want to put fire to the wire and actually fire it up and check out one of these like forty eight pixel by sixty pixel <laughs> selfies that this thing could take. We uh, by the way, somebody's saying in the chat room that uh, the winner never got the box, and I think the winner was happy. Frankly, <laughs> there you go. That's how they won. Second place got the prize. box. Second I do have, box. and it's, I, I was going to save this for the end of the show, but why not lead with the worst story? Uh, remember this whole keyboard saga? I bought the DOS keyboard. It had a Type C connector. It wouldn't work on my Mac Studio. It wouldn't work on my MacBook Pro. It worked on a Linux box for some reason. So here's the final end of the story. I put a Type C to A adapter on it, plugged it into the Type A connector in the Mac Studio, and it works. <laughs> Why would that be? Well, God bless standards. There's lots of different kinds of USB-C. So the uh, uh, one of my favorite uh, bargain podcast microphones, the ATR uh, 9000, 900, yeah. whatever from, from uh, Audio-Technica. Audio Technica. It's, good. Yeah. it's a good little microphone. It does XLR, it does usb and they have a new version that is USB-C, but it's this super weird version of USB-C that it comes with a cable. But um, Ben Thompson from Stratechery, he went on a trip with it and didn't bring his cable and went down and just bought another USB-C cable. Yeah. And it, it didn't work, work. Oh, yeah. because it was this super esoteric, like, yeah. two-way It was a standard. It's like, it was a standard, probably. It was a standard, yeah. but, like, we all just think USB-C. No. USB-C is fine, and it, it's... A lie. It's a lie, people. Lie. Wake up, everybody. It's, it's you have, Again, you have, you have to explain to people that their USB-C is the shape and mold of the thing that will That's actually physically is. plug in. Yeah. Then there's like, okay, but what is that? What is flowing through that pipe? It Trust might be lemonade. Nothing. It might be the opposite of lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway, that's kind of the... My my tale of woe. I thought I'd pass that mm. along. Now, Apple has a little tale of woe. This is actually kind of a... I don't know. It's a developing story. It's a significant story. Um, there, uh, This is MISC again, the research team, talking about device analytics. And now the latest is that Apple is sending your iCloud ID uh, to iOS developers as well as itself, uh, which does, in fact, link you to this so-called anonymized information even if you turn off device analytics apples according to misc apple sends your dsid we talked about this last week but now it's it's kind of the pot the plot thickens i want to i want to correct one thing here because this is the verge article makes this seem like it's something that it's not it's not as far as this article says transmitting things to ios developers the ios developers referenced in the story's headline are misc 
and it makes it look like yeah. all your data is actually being passed to third-party app developers. And it sounds, it's a good article with, a, I would say, a misleading headline because what it says is if you actually read the details of Apple's privacy policy, you realize this is probably allowed, which is ah, not so, great. So Misk's, right? Misk's Don't apps... Don't worry, everybody. Misk's apps were act, asking for it, in other words. It's not great that they... You yeah, agreed I mean, to the let us track all your stuff. And, and, Problem and so it's solved. Not, it's, it's that they found this. They're the developers who found this out, but it's not like every app developer gets this, but it is being transmitted to Apple. But then, to the Verge's credit, they go through the privacy policy, and they're like... It doesn't actually say it won't be transmitted. It says it won't be used and it will be discarded. But then there are also these like uh, adjuncts that maybe some stuff could be used later. And it's like it's all it, it that I thought was the best thing about that Verge article is they're like Apple has a very simple message about privacy. But when you look at the policy, you find that Apple can use your data in a lot of interesting ways and you know, and, and that are not in violation of its policy. They just sound weird given what their public marketing stance is. So, how do, is this the same story we reported on last week? No, because now it's the iCloud ID, which potentially identifies you specifically. Yes. Right, although if, um, if this is going six, back to Apple, Apple already knows who you are. Apple right? knows. And it doesn't seem like a developer would be able to tie your dsid to you only apple could do that or is that wrong if yeah, the developer I mean, got that information some developers yeah, i don't, I don't think this it, right uh, no i don't think i think this is just going to apple this is device analytics okay. that's going well, how to can misc get it then misc set misc is you remember using a jailbreak jailbroken iphone oh, and looking right. at the data stream that's right okay uh, but but i think it's interesting that you know as they point out you know, Apple's privacy documents says none of the collected information identifies you personally. Personally, personal data is not logged at all. There are, it is, uh, what, subject to privacy preserving techniques such as differential privacy or is removed from any reports before they're sent to Apple. Uh, but there's like, but they may correlate some usage data about Apple apps across devices that, like, there's, it's complicated, right? And, and I think that there's a real, uh, question here based on what misc has seen about like what is it what is purposeful what is is any of this an accident that was the theory i had last week but like apple's not talking about this at all we still heard nothing. and yeah, yeah. there's yeah. no clarity here yeah uh which i th you know i'm at this point a week after we first talked about this and 10 days after this first came out or 14 days i would say that apple is in effect saying yeah we do that I don't. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make any. Not I'm not gonna make any conclusions. I think. I think if they. I've, I'm gonna say that if they don't address it by the end of the year, and I'm only saying end of the year because there are a lot of people who have already checked out at Apple, like in the if, uh, for for the Thanksgiving holidays, and who are probably going to be like soft working in the month of December. They absolutely have to respond. As if they don't, I will find that. I, I agree with you that I will find. I will find it very very suspicious because it's not as though there was a Reddit post that a couple of people talked about and got like 18 comments this is when the verge is writing about this you it's it's on everybody's radar and you have a responsibility to talk about it hmm well i guess um all will become clear eventually we can hope um it's i mean it's not the end of the world app as you say apple already knows it's you um 
It's it, also, I wonder if if it's a calculation just about penetration, right? Where it's basically like, nobody knows about this. It's a, it's a couple of obscure articles. It hasn't picked up steam. And if you're Apple PR, I wonder if you get to the point where you're like, eh. if we talk about this, we make it a it's story. It's only worse. Let's just yeah. not, let's just we not can talk only, about it. That's kind of my feeling is like, yeah. in effect, what Apple said by saying nothing is we can only make it worse. There's nothing we can say here that's going to make it better. <laughs> um, it, in other words, it's not going to be, oh, that was a bug. We're going to fix it because they're yeah. not. Right. Even if it is a That's bug, right? It's like if nobody cares, why would you even say, well, we have to disclose, right? It's just, it's just bad messaging for them. And if yeah. they feel like nobody's really heard, then they can just sweep it under the rug and, and forget uh -huh. about it. I, I'm not advocating for that position. Exactly. I think that they should come out and say, look, yes, uh, they found something. It's a mistake. We're correcting it. Here's the details. Let's walk away. But I could see how maybe somebody inside Apple would be like, why are we giving these people any oxygen at all? The story is not traveling beyond the verge right. and Gizmodo. And, you know, we're not we're not concerned about it. You know, I would see that that's the, and that would I would find more concerning uh, than anything else. And if they decide that uh, if uh, if the, if the who cares nobody cares about this even extends to people inside of Apple, that is absolutely contradictory to the messaging they've been saying about privacy all along. That it's, it's I think that we, I think that everybody accepts that there is a there's an uh, there is an amount of tracking that we will never be completely aware of because we don't have that kind of technical facility and we also don't have that kind of uh, ability to peek into what's going into all of our phones, be it i be it an iPhone, be it an Android phone, be it whatever. However. It's it's a it's a you're, you're you're kind of shrug when you find out that a hostess. I'm sorry, I'm not a when you when you when you buy like a, a piece of junk food and you find out oh isn't that chemical also used in like enamel car car paint? <laughs> and whereas whereas when you buy when you when you buy the something from the other aisle says here at Nature's Gaia Hug Hippie Wonderful Nature Planet Love Green Foods we believe in the bond from the farmer to the tables like yeah and you also have a known pesticide uh, in. <laughs> the flavoring maybe maybe you should discuss like why you 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 you're, you're talking about being such a wonderful healthy natural product and you have something that's banned in 11 countries including russia for of course God's sakes of course the, the pesticides don't bother us in the united states that much anyway right so, so anyway you're like, like we, feel we, like we're because, in a world because, like, because the man has beaten us down so alex exactly. the man has taught us trained us not to care anymore but, about something we should care about man but it is like if you go to if you go to a you know it's it, you have a certain expectation at, at one store versus another and at apple we have a very high expectation right. because right. of what they do um and if we if this was happening pretty much on any other platform any other at any yeah. other place we'd be like so what eh, yeah, of course eh, that's what, what that's what happens but because right. it's apple i think apple does have to come up with some kind of explanation i think that the re the reason they're probably taking more time is that they, i think they want to unwrap exactly what what it is why they do it I, I think that they're just trying to jumping out and saying things quickly sometimes you know they might want to aim point. a couple times uh you know like or measure a couple times before they say it to make sure that whatever they release is complete and they may be even trying to build a little bit of education around it like this is what it is if, if they're not going to just immediately turn it off <laughs> this is what it is and this is why we're doing it and this is why it doesn't hurt you and this is why you know like that's what they're they may be trying to build especially over a holiday uh time period which is going to be slower so it, it, i i would i'm kind of just waiting to see what what what, what they right. have to say i so. won't bring it up again until uh january how about that <laughs> well, I mean, we got to give him a couple of weeks. We, we press the snooze button on Leo, guys. Yes, yeah, snooze, <laughs> snooze me uh, until January thirteenth. 
There we go. Okay. I'll give them right. I'll give we'll them get past a week. CES. Yeah, get past remind, CES. Remind me bot 60 days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, remind me bot. That's the most annoying feature of uh, Reddit, by the way. Somebody will post something on Reddit, and then the next post is remind me in 60 days. It's like, can that be private somehow? How, but how else are you going to find out whether or not they managed to open that safe that they found in the house they just bought? <laughs> remind <laughs> me. Nuts otherwise. Remind me. All right. Well, that's the big story. Thank you, everybody. Uh, I think we should go home now for Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Um, Great. Andy, will you be doing your uh, sous vide burrito for Thanksgiving again this year? No, no, no. I'm doing. I'm. I'm doing my, my sous vide turkey, which is the uh, which is the greatest. Like I, I've never had turkey as good as this. It's not. It's not a reflection on me. It's a re- reflection on the cooking technique. Uh, so I'm, I'm actually picking up my turkey this afternoon, so I can do like a two day brine. Uh, Are you a sous videer, Jason? Because I three am. Out of- Oh, four out of four Mac Break Weekly hosts are sous vide. Yeah. yeah, it's good. It's good, right? Like it's good. It, you, you can't you can't ruin it, which is really nice, and it's also great for thawing um, frozen stuff. Yeah. Alex, are I you going to do yeah. the? Uh, didn't you do a fryer turkey like the big deep fat fried turkey? I have point? done it in the past, but what I do when left to my own devices, show us your scars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I did, did burn so, you. No, I did. I did. Um, I did it exactly. Uh, I, I didn't just do a little bit like Alton Brown. I I did. I watched it over and over again. Took notes. Bought all the same brands. Did exactly all the way down to the iced tea. Like just you know, like built it exactly. Because I was like, I was it good? Great. It was great. It was just a lot of work and a lot of oil. I was like, I didn't know what to do with all that oil. I, so I, I was just like, uh, you know, like it's. But it was really good. I mean, it was exceptional. What's the iced tea have to do with it? You have iced he has iced tea. He said he he instructs yeah. you to sit there with your iced tea outside. Yeah, because you, you have to do it outside, Eric. right? So right. he gets in a lawn chair and with a giant from pyramid above the thing. And yeah, but also don't don't leave it while it you know while you're there. And he he only has two words for you: burn unit anyway so the um uh i've watched that that episode a lot you know so so the um but but the uh i i found that when i sous vide it it was kind of by accident because we got the turkey and i just didn't have any other plan and i, I realized that all i know how to do is deep fat fry it and i in california outside when it was dry it wasn't hadn't rained for a little while my neighbors would probably be pretty upset if i if they saw me doing something hot we have and so uh, um, we have video of alex uh doing his a uh, deep fried uh, turkey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah do, so, do, so, do so not the, try this at home, folks. Yeah. So, no, I, it, it, it came out. Flammable, it, it turns out. No. It's fun. Ron, it's fun to, Ron it's Howard the bought the story and turned it into the hit movie Backdraft. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it took some liberties with the story. This but, is from an insurance company that uh, made yeah. a compilation <laughs> of deep fried turkey fails. Uh, I Googled it. Oh, on a deck. Oh, no. On a deck. Not a good idea. Look, oh, see, yeah. they got shields, though. They're all right. They've got shields. They're they're prepared. Yeah. Yeah. They're wearing yeah. their safety squints. Oh. So none of that happened to me. Um, yeah. But the uh, but but I will say that the sous vide, the, the big thing was I... <laughs> I will say sous vide has kind of ruined our. Oh no 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 don't do it turkey. don't do it he's dropping a turkey in oh god <laughs> oh my gosh while it was burning while it was burning someone I mean oh now he's smart he's doing this on ice oh that's a horrible idea oh dear thinking? oh my yeah. god <laughs> yeah. too close don't to the house it. dude uh, don't too, do it too close to the house. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I, I, and I assume, I assume you're muting the yakety sax on the on the background but I will say when you start to do it, when you do either turkey or chicken at a hundred, like I don't know what I do for the turkey, but I know in chicken we do a one, I do 145 degrees for the for the chicken, 
it ruins you because everything, yeah. every chicken tastes hard after that. Like it just tastes, oh, yeah. no, everything see, tastes overdone so, all and, the time. And, and, like, and Kenji Alt, uh, Lopez does, of course, discuss this and tests, just he's the, he's the you, Alex Lindsay of cooking. Yeah. Tests That's every, the definitive article. That is the definitive cooking chicken. article. Cooking Kenji chicken. Lopez-Alt. And I am a 164 degree guy because I like it a little stringy. You, okay. I cooked it that way, Alex, once. And Lisa mm-hmm. said, what's with his chicken? <laughs> it, it's yeah. mushy. And he even says, well, if you want the traditional kind of stringy feel of chicken, don't yeah. cook it that low. And I mean, a lot, a lot, a lot of food is emotional. And that's not, that's not a, and that's an important part to. of things. How, yeah. what, what are you feeling when you, when you eat something? It's a, but the, like, the first time that like I had turkey and it's like, my God, it is moist and there's flavor all the way through the core. It's kind of nice, uh, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wrap, I, you, you just salt, pepper. I've got some sprigs of rosemary that I'm going to be wrapping around it before I see, I, I bag and seal it. The other, but the but the other the other thing about sous vide that I really really like that's especially important for something like Thanksgiving. It's not like you're just like waiting for. It's, it's not like you're waiting for a donor heart to come off the plane so you can grab yeah. it and put it into action. It's like okay, it's been it's been the sous vide at one forty four for ninety minutes to two hours. I now have a hour and a half to two hour window to take this out of the water so basically the turkey's done so great so now i'm going to do now i'm going to do the sides now i'm going to basically uncork the wine that sort of stuff because you don't you don't have to like have like a move go 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 like, like navy seals jumping out of a, of a landing craft it's like nope okay now i have a hour if i can get my stuff together in 90 minutes after the turkey is done I feel that things will things will work out okay so just for those of you who are going what the hell are they talking about this is uh very, very slowly cooking food at a very, very low temperature. It's low and slow in a water in a water bath. bath yeah, yeah. And, uh, I mean, and the bottom line is, is that the water bath is a certain temperature, and eventually everything equalizes to whatever that temperature right. is. And so you, you know, when it's, it's because through it's, it's through. vacuum packed in, and yeah, so it, yeah. it's just, and so, and all it does after that is get softer. If I, I have inadvertently done an experiment that if you take a steak and you leave it in sous vide for two and a half weeks <laughs> i know you did that by it the turns way. into a bag of liquid <laughs> it's just it just, it but just it's keeps the right on denaturing yeah. it got softer and softer yeah. softer and then it just turned into liquid i beca- I, I went be- to europe and came back and it, it was still it, beca- it becomes it more of a forensic problem project than a culinary project <laughs> at that I, I point i was very tempted to take a sip but i was like no yeah, no no again no, <laughs> i wonder what I, that would taste like we, we, we don't meat. have enough bathrooms in the house we have too many people in the house for me to take a risk like that that's yeah, exactly just yeah. go to seriouseats.com before you do any of this read yeah. as much as you can you need you need, a, you need a special piece of hardware that doesn't cost all that much money. Yeah. Ba- basically, basically the science. If you're like, oh my god, you're you're eating turkey that was cooked at like 144 degrees. Isn't the safe to the 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 safety tables come are, are basically based on how much time the meat spends at that temperature. 165 degrees, which is like the gold standard, means that at that if it's that if the meat is that temperature for 10 seconds. All of the basically enough of the bacteria that will make you sick is dead in there, and so you're going. It's going to be safe to eat at lower temperatures. It means okay, it has to hold at that temperature with every single every single bit of that meat at 144 degrees. But if it's at that temperature for 90 minutes or more, that will achieve the same thing. So that's so don't so don't think that like this is not don't this, this isn't this isn't like you know uh, like uh, engine manifold and engine manifold turkey where it's just like okay, YOLO, <laughs> good luck, good luck everybody. Mm-hmm. It's a four day weekend. We got we got some we got some days off to, to spend just in case things don't work the way that we were hoping it was going to work. We did. Uh, we actually went down to Kenji's house uh, and did a segment for the uh, new screensavers some nice. days ago. He's a great guy. and It was really fun. And his book is really wor- worth uh, buying if you like to cook the food lab. 
highly. And obviously, Jason Snell is also a Kenji Lopez alt. Of course. Fan. That's, Who is that's, it? Uh, you, to cook, you, you never make better chicken. I don't actually sous vide the turkey because I don't have a bag that big. Or I'd have to put them what, like in a bathtub with like five <laughs> yeah, sous vide know, machines in it. Have, it works for a leg, basically. I, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to do that, but, breast, but yeah. I do use the, I do brine it. I use the Alton Brown Good Eats Rose Turkey Brine, and it's mm. a five-gallon bucket from the Home Depot with a turkey in it. <laughs> yeah, that's and, and you leave it there overnight, and it tastes great. Does it come with a turkey in it? You go to Home Depot, and it comes with a turkey in it? They should do that, <laughs> they should. Leo. They they should sell you Sealed. a Christmas tree and a five-gallon bucket <laughs> with a turkey, turkey in it, and, and the, you go and, to town. And, and the great thing, it's a great value, too, because after Thanksgiving, you have this bucket full of, like, salt for your driveway and sidewalks. <laughs> in a related story, the Apple Watch can help spot life-threatening heart conditions, including left ventricular dysfunction. So there, get make sure this holiday season, you're, you're aware in your Apple Watch, Mayo Clinic... New study. Uh, left ventricular. Huh? My partner bought me a Fitbit. I think they're trying to kill me. <laughs> it won't tell me about left ventricular dysfunction. It's they, usually, they want the insurance money. <laughs> it's, usually, it's a bad sign because it's usually followed by congestive heart failure. Uh, the left ventricle pumps the oxygen to your vit- vital organs. So don't let it fail, kids. The study included 2,400... By the way, you might have been in this study, right? This is one of those Apple Watch studies you could sign up for. Mm. Uh, 2,454 patients from the U.S. and 11 countries, 125,000 ECGs from their Apple Watch. The results were, quote, scrubbed and processed by a, a proprietary AI algorithm developed by the researchers. They detected patients with low ejection fraction with an area under the curve of 0.885, which is a 95% confidence interval, using the mean prediction within a 30... I don't know what any of this means. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, consumer watch ECGs. <laughs> I guess there are other consumer watches that do it. I don't know. Uh, I think the Samsungs do, right? Acquired in non-clinical environments can identify patients with cardiac dysfunction. So it's not just... The, the Apple Watch, it's not just for AFib anymore. Uh, good news. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad that all the data, this is this is the power of crowdsourced data on that, on a hour by hour basis on a, such a wide scale like this. It's like you don't know what you can figure out until you've got all this data you can sift through. And it's society is very correct to wonder if, hey, maybe before we make these artificial intelligence machine language systems that can create art based have on having learned about art from actual working artists that are no longer getting work. Uh, there's 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 the other side of that where we can make people healthier and extend life and prevent disease uh, by again collecting all this data, having actual peer peer reviewed science that actually backed it up, not the colloquial. Hey, we noticed that most people who have the red watch band uh, tend to have uh, fewer digestive digestive problems. Like, okay, that's not really and actually science. As predicted, the Apple Watch satellite SOS ads have started to come. <laughs> I don't know if you saw it on the football game uh, the other day. Uh, here we go. I, I can't play the sound because uh, Apple, for some reason, doesn't want us to play their ads. Uh, just giving you a free ad, but here comes the helicopter. Coming down the valley. It's kind of like help a scene Jesus, out of help me, Lord Oh, look, the poor guy broke his ankle. I don't know how he got all the way up there. Somehow he did. His wife is using her iPhone 14. And here comes the helicopter. 
Somehow I need to be found is a song, I guess. Why didn't the camera crew help them? Yeah, right. They had a whole camera crew up there. And, and they a said, sound guy. Let's just, and look, they got spotlights. They're searching <laughs> the area. Uh, emergency services responders have been notified. And they're, that's kind of like a scene at a, like Die Hard. The helicopter pulls up. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness. Jack Ryan. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and there you go, Apple. Thank you, Apple. Saving the world one smart watch at a time so and then i did notice being modest about it as usual i did notice (laughs) that uh they are now uh they like i got a uh a a red one saying you've got to notice and then i have to go into settings and there says learn how the satellite works and all that stuff so they're they're really encouraging people to do that And at the same time it says also update your medical alert information if you haven't done so um which works super smart it is smart it works smart of them to Lisa yeah. said, "Hey, did you know that the iPhone has your medical information?" I said, "You've, I, I've been telling. <laughs> mm-hmm, they've had it for years, and and they also know everybody's going to be like, oh, I want to try out that satellite thing. Yeah. Let's give that a shot.' And yeah. it's like, no, no. Here's a button you can you can look for pretend. a satellite. Pretend you can pretend yeah. all you like pretend. without actually, you know, Don't getting into reals. the emergency system because yeah. that's bad, pretend. right? So that was really smart. They know human nature." I'm glad they're doing this, and I now that obviously was a staged commercial that didn't really happen. Or you're right, Andy, the camera crew would have saved him. But <laughs> I hiked up to the top mountain with a camera crew, broke my ankle. But thank goodness I had an iPhone. Uh, but thank goodness I, I was able to monetize it. We will start to see the ads as we already do with the Apple Watch. Yep. You know, I've fallen and I can't get up, and uh, and the oh, Apple Watch I- saved me. So. And to get to back, get back to what Andy was talking about a little earlier, I think that I think that we're really going to see this. I mean, I think that Tim Cook is right that. The impact that the i the the, the that the Apple Watch is going to make on health is going to be dramatic over mm-hmm. a decade because that atom the the anonymized data in such a huge no one's ever had that sample ever yeah. like that many people right. sampling that much data and I do think that we're going to get to a point where it's not just saying you have a, a little arrhythmia or you have something else it's going to go hey we're seeing something that that we, you should, you should go see the doctor. <laughs> you should get a checkup <laughs> for this because we're seeing something that, yeah. that we, that has a trend that goes towards something that you might want to just, just get that checked out. And you, you're getting, you're able to get to something months before or years before life-saving time before um, you would, you would hear, you would feel it otherwise. And so I think that those little idiosyncrasies are going to be kind of, you know, we're going to see all kinds of things, you know, kind of grow, you know, grow out of this. Yeah. That we can't, and it's hard to imagine we've, right now. We've talked about the Apple strategy going forward, that they need the next big thing. And we've talked about the kind of the, the, the tent poles Apple's thinking of, of course, the car, uh, AR, and but health. And I think people downplay how important health is. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think, you know, honestly, I think that's the, the best bet Apple's uh, placing. It's yeah. not just, by the way, it's and not Tim just. And Tim Cook has said that's their big bet. Yeah. You know, like he, yeah. you know. Well, there's, they have three big bets. They're spending a lot of money, but. Um, you know, it's interesting. That's what he's talking about mostly. You think it's mostly health? He knows. It's well, he's, really... he's talked about that because it's safe to say because they're already yeah. working on it. Uh, we know they the have other it. stuff. He's yeah. like, we're really excited about AR and we don't want to talk Can't about say cars. anything. Yeah. <laughs> yep. yeah. But it's, it's also exciting just to see the storyline of this, of the development of this watch where for the first year uh, they figure that, hey, we're going to make this stylish watch and the features are going to be nice. But, hey, look at this stylish watch that we made. And they really fumbled around the darkness for a year before they figured out not only was the was the secret sauce going to be fitness, we have an opportunity to stop 
doing a fitness watch and start doing an, a health watch, which is something that almost nobody was doing, certainly not at the scale uh, of uh, of how Apple was doing it. And they this is why they're rewarded by pretty much Very owning smart. this market right now. Yeah. There's again, I, I I I'm still wearing like my 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 sample Pixel Watch. I probably have to start fishing or cutting bait. I have to make that decision. I think by the end of December, am I going to buy one of my own uh, when I send this back or, or whatever? And it has the ECG, it has heart rate tracking, has all this sort of stuff, but not the sort of comprehensive. Uh, here is here's a picture that we could, we're starting to figure out about your habits and your health from the data we're collecting. Nothing like that. Do you that, think that's because Apple has Apple. a head start, which they clearly do? Or that Apple's doing has some secret sauce that they're doing something that that Google's just not willing to do. They're, well, I think I think that they they it's the secret sauce of Apple on, on almost every product that they make that's a success is commitment. They thought about what they wanted to do, they made the plan, and now they're executing that plan. Whereas Google. God love them. It's like they planning's have, not their middle they, name. They, 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 well, it's like they it's they're 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 gonna they're gonna throw it out there. They're gonna see how people react to it. They're gonna see if it makes sense for whatever they're doing next year. Whereas Apple says, no, if if we sell eighteen of these, we we are still gonna proceed with the next year's plan. Maybe not the year after that. Maybe we'll modify next year's plan. But it's like they did not move forward with the watch if they did not believe that this piece of hardware, the software we're gonna work on because but you have to you you can't keep changing the hardware every single year without losing your shirt on it we are going to be committed to this idea of a wearable and we're going to see what we can do with this technology and two years later they figured out that again not just fitness not just workouts it's going to be health it's that commitment and hiring that sort of team that knows that by the way you will be with this company long enough for your stock <laughs> for your stock options to come through we are not going to we're not going to shut, shut you aside on some sort of printer cable project because we decided that we don't we, the, the the current macroeconomic international monetary situation Headway. As it means it means headwinds means that this is not exactly the correct time for us to be pursuing a new product category at this time. Enjoy the new T-shirt factory that you know, we're, we want I, you to manage. Yeah, I lost my my iPad pencil. I, it's around here somewhere, but I, when I switched my studio, I put it somewhere and I can't find it, so I just, just gave up and ordered another one. And it it really was an explanation for me like why Apple does so well. I ordered it on the Apple Store. It was delivered in a nice, perfectly packed bag. Um, two hours later to my house, um, when I opened it, the packaging, I realized that Apple probably spent more time designing how I unpackage a pen <laughs> than most people that spend on their interface. Like I just, you know, like, uh, you know, it, it's just like, it was just an incredible, like there's a little arrow. Oh, I was like, cause I was like, there's gotta be an arrow here. <laughs> like as an Apple user, you're like, there's got, and I just opened a whole bunch of horribly packaged things right before it. So I, I think that's why it stood out so much. It's just like, oh, I can't figure out how to get this thing out. And this was like, oh, I just pull this down and then I open this up and then it just pops out. And, you know, and yeah. you just and, and, and they they just think about all those things because all of those things do matter. They, they matter on how you think about the company, how you think about the product, how you think yeah. about all those things. And I think Apple does that better than just about anybody else. And particularly good. it's not uh, just the watch. New study in a journal called iScience, which is not the science of iPhone devices, despite its name. Uh, I think it's, uh, I don't know if it's peer-reviewed. It's an open app access uh, journal of science. But a study that's very interesting, smartphone bundled earphones as personal sound application products in adults with sensor, sensor and neural hearing loss. The effect, they found that the AirPods Pro meets most of the ANSI electroacoustic standards, speech recognition of the AirPods Pro, similar to conventional hearing aids in noise, AirPods Pro may serve as a 
hearing assistive device for mild to moderate hearing loss. They make a pretty darn good hearing aid. And they're contra- they're comparing them to uh, high quality, you know, $6,000 hearing aids. And they compare favorably for mild uh, hearing loss. I think, I think the big thing is battery life. Like they last for a while, but they don't last the same as a hearing aid does most of the time. Um, I, you know, so they don't last all. The- a hearing aid needs to last from when you get up to when you go to bed. So it's 16 yeah, and, hours. Yeah. And and I will say that I, I, I think that Apple still has to work on the fit and finish of how they fit. I mean, I have tried every nub. Even the I pros? Yeah. Even the pros. You know, yeah. I when I want to listen to stuff, I'm going to my ultimate ears, those little ones that heat up that we <laughs> we talked about at some point. <laughs> um, I bought those. And when I want to just listen to stuff, I put those in and they just feel like they've, they just feel like my, I don't think about them anymore. They were an advertiser, but I agree with you. They were very comfortable because they and, mold. And, and they I, mold you know, to it. And you probably use a molded earpiece like I do. Um, I, I actually don't. I mean, no. I, I I don't find them very comfortable. Like no, I, I found them because they're hard plastic. Yeah, and I I've not found them to be that. The funny that like was them. funny. The UE fits same company uh, are not hard plastic. Yeah. They're soft rubber, and they and feel it's much really better. comfortable. Yeah. And and I uh, I I use them. You know, I use them pretty heavily when I'm when I'm just walking around. If I'm gonna, if I might answer the phone, uh, if I'm going to answer the phone, I use either the um uh the 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 uh, Oh, shocks my shocks open gear because it's got a boom so people can hear me better <laughs> and, and then and then the only thing and i and i don't know if this is something that apple has this is this gets into one of those little conspiracy things that usually andy brings up <laughs> that is about why apple does certain things my apple airpods will immediately when i answer the phone will immediately jump to my apple airpods all my other bluetooth ones i have to select it manually and it's super annoying because <laughs> I'm, I was like, I was just listening to it. I was listening to music through that, that, that Bluetooth. And then someone calls and it switches out of that and goes to my phone and I have to switch back to my Bluetooth. And I don't know why Apple does that. Yeah. Yeah. Bluetooth, so. Bluetooth is hard, but this is, but this, I'm, I'm really excited by what all companies can do with stuff like this because uh, you're absolutely right. The difference between a medically created hearing aid that's being fitted to you and, and set up for you by an actual audiologist is miles apart from anything you're going to get off the shelf, including an off the shelf hearing aid that you can now get uh, since from October onward. Um, however, for the n- number of people that, are in either in, in an economic situation or they're just not in the habit of like, Hey, I've got, a, I've got maybe a medical situation. I want to check up on, I would need to make an appointment with somebody. And then when I, my next appointment is three months away and I have to remember to make the, to keep that appointment. The idea that the, the earbuds that maybe they already have can help them through this period without having a, an actual hearing aid is a very, very exciting thing. In addition to the idea of, uh, using machine learning models and extremely innovative uh, techniques to address specific kinds of hearing problems. Like, uh, I, I, I was, uh, uh, I, I attended a, a Roger Ebert was uh, having a conversation on stage with Studs Terkel, who at the time was like, 88, 89, 90, 91, 92. Uh, and there was like not a, a reception, but basically the lobby of this building was everybody milling about and he was hanging out and talking to people. And uh, I, I'd met him at a conference like a couple of years before. So, hey, Rick, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know how you been doing. He's an absolutely wonderful guy. And he, and then he just sort of like gently grabs my arm and says, look, I'm deaf as a post. Could you stay near me and like help me, help me hear what people are tell, tell, telling to me? And for 
I, I'm telling you, the next 45 minutes. Cool, actually. I was no, absolutely. Was I was like, hearing oh, aid. Yeah, yeah, yes, yes, sir, Mister Turkle. I'd be more than happy to stay with you. And but the the, the fun, and the funny thing is, like for 45 minutes, uh, a I learned exactly how much Studs Turkle was loved by people yeah, in Chicago. Because they'd be Studs. I, I, you, you, I've never met you, but you interviewed my grandfather, who was a steam fitter. He used to live on on De, on Delancey. He said, oh yeah, Delancey. You know that, that when that factory and he'd have this wrongful conversation, but it would always be like he would the person would like be excited they 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 say their 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 greetings to studs then studs would turn to me and i would repeat the exact same thing um he says that you never met him but you did meet his grandfather and then like so i so i i looked like his like svengali like manager or something like that but what, I, what i'm getting at is that it wasn't just like that he was hard of hearing it's that in that specific environment where there are lots of a million voices yeah. it's hard to isolate yeah. and right. so imagine what, what the one of the things that Google was doing, for instance, with the uh, captioning on videos is they can actually see, okay, well, that person's lips are moving and we can match a really buried sound in the soundtrack with that speaker so we can caption the right thing. Uh, and so it's not a big leap for someone like Apple or Google to essentially, well, look, keep your keep your iPhone like in your front pocket so the camera's facing outward. If the, it will be able to identify the face of the person who seems to be looking at you and talking at you, and even if it's not necessarily isolating that voice, even if it just simply does speech to text and simply puts into into your ear at a frequency at a tone that you can that your hearing is really well uh, well uh, equipped to capable uh, well equipped to process. And now you're just hearing instead of the blah, 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 blah of this crowded restaurant, you're hearing essentially this Fengali manager. <laughs> my, my goodness. I, I, I wish I weren't allergic to grapefruit or else we would, I would absolutely go for this grapefruit cocktail to your male friend of like 20 years. They haven't seen cause he was, he's been in the NFL or whatever. It's a big opportunity to deliver a lot of solutions to people who would not have access to it. Otherwise, this uh, is why this I sort of stuff you, is super even having hearing aids does not help with understanding what he's talking about. Sometimes Somehow the stories go like that was, there was some, a lot of backstory. NFL, uh, so, I, pity you. I, I, I pity you for not existing in the world in which so, I exist. I mean, it, is, I, I know, it must none be of such us, a boring we, existence We all are pitiable for not living in your uh, world. But I, I just wanted to mention, this is not uh, what you think of as like transparency in the AirPod. There, there's actually a feature called Live Listen. It's an accessibility feature. You can add it to Control Center, and you just flip it down and press it on, and it does this filtering thing, and it is doing what Andy described, you know, in in kind of slightly earlier in his conversation there, which is the <laughs> idea that it is trying to focus on in on uh, on voices. Uh, so that you can hear your conversation, even though you're in an area that could be really noisy, because that is one of the big things for people who have hearing issues is if you're in a noisy area like a like a, a, a restaurant or a party or something where lots of people are talking, you can't hear that person in front of you. And live listen is tuned to do that. But it's not one of the standard like, you know, you click on I your AirPods on. and you yeah. flip it on. Yeah. They point and you, out and you. Yeah. In this study that the AirPods Pro are good. The AirPods too not so good. Uh, and I'm trying to figure out, I'm reading as quickly as I can, if they're using that feature or maybe they're using the phone as a microphone because that's another feature. Um, this, I, I, this story is about live listen. They use oh, it live is about listen live listen. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for reading it ahead of time. Uh, 
I should have. I was reading it while Andy was helping Stead Sturkle, so okay. it was fine. Which was great. And, uh, well, and, and, and I think that the other thing... I think the title of the show is NFL Grapefruits, I just want to say. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, Andy, if you ever want to write a novel, uh, I mean, th- you could write an infinite jest. You totally could. <laughs> I swear to God, you, sh- you must have... Do you ever write fiction? Oh, yeah. No, I've written like six books. Oh, where are they under a pseudonym? They're 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 on a they're on a hard drive they're waiting the, the moment where I believe where I believe that you know what I'm getting closer to something where hey look wow Andy you really entertained yourself there for a good 300 David pages there. Foster Wallace got nothing in you baby you you got it whatever that is I mean I would read so, that so novel. I would, I would, I would love to like be the author of one of those books that like everybody has to buy and everybody wants to say that they read, but no one actually read it, yeah. so they can't actually. I, I want, I want to write the Turbo Encabulator book where it's like I don't understand don't, a word of this, like but I don't want to look like yeah. a dope. Yeah. So I'll just say it's genius, and you should definitely <laughs> buy it. Wake. <laughs> and Ulysses Wake. 2022. Yeah. What were you saying, Alex? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I just think the interesting thing will be will, will be the languages as well. It's going to get to a point. Oh, where translation. AirPod in. Oh yeah, real time. You're gonna have an AirPod in. It's oh. gonna identify which language is being taught. You know, and and I and we won't. You know, like and it'll just be we'll be able to understand it. I I was in a I'm in a meeting in uh in Rwanda of all places. And the one of the someone from the president's office was there, and she speaks uh, English, French, Kinderwanda, and there was one other language. And there was a bunch of us sitting around, and she just kind of just translated for us all the all oh, you know just so back and cool. forth. She perfectly without an accent to every language and wow. i was like holy smokes and and but i did think to myself it'd be really great if we had earpieces that just allowed us to talk to each other in very star trekky kind of way uh without without uh, relying yeah. on Rosie. like the un but yeah. without like a whole yeah. bunch of people well, in the back room google, 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 tra- well, google translate does that in a, in a in a not that not an instantaneous translation way but yeah, yeah you can have an earbud plugged in uh though this is this is why i i don't think anybody is ahead of the game with augmented reality yet because i like we talked about last week we had a really great conversation about that no one really knows what people would want to use it for but i gotta say that for a, for a, a, an experimental product if they if they're if the first product that they that google wants to talk to talked about in this modern era is hey we've got a pair of glasses that will automatically live caption what people are saying to you or translate it to a language you can understand that is a real that's a really good start because yeah. you're not just saying, "Hey, look!" And now you don't just read you about can, an elephant. Have a have a have a three D elephant on the table. You can look it, at. Say, okay, that it means, you can, let me, yeah. it means, it means you can go back to to watching Chris Nolan movies in the theater. This is what and you, you were, can uh, use. Uh, this is what you can you use were. the translation app on the iPhone today to yep. do some of this too mm-hmm. with conversations, which is we're it's, getting there. Yeah, it's getting we're there. Not quite there yet. Google yeah. demonstrated it for their Google Buds, but never actually shipped it. So just for people who want to know, you have to turn on hearing in your control center, and then you'll get a little ear in your control center, and then you can turn on live listen uh, from here. I pay, I paid $6,000 for Starkey uh, hearing aids and for resounds. You mentioned the cost, Andy. Certainly that's one reason people don't do this. The other reason is stigma. Uh, yeah, people, yeah. for some reason, I don't know why, uh, are embarrassed to be wearing hearing aids. And uh, and if that's the case, wearing an AirPods, you look cool, right? Especially if you're younger. I mean, once you get to my age, <laughs> you don't care. But if you're younger and you don't want to be seen wearing hearing aids. But I think you also make an excellent point uh, that uh, there's nothing to replace an audiologist. Um, you know, Adam right, yeah. Curry is like adamant about this over-the-counting hearing aids. He says it's a terrible idea. People need to go to audiologists, and I agree. But for people who can't afford it or don't want the stigma, mm-hmm. this is better than 
nothing. Maybe. And I, there's one other thing. I always thought when I first got hearing it's, oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to be able to hear music. You don't. It just amplifies for the voice. It makes voices more intelligible. And AirPods will give you nice music, too. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and the real danger with the over-the-counter over is the, how loud. Because what happens is like a nearsighted person is a yeah. fiend for resolution. Yeah. Uh, people who, are, who don't hear as well are kind of a fiend for more volume. And the right. problem is that's, that's, a, that's a vicious cycle that they right. keep on turning that's it exactly up. That's exactly why Adam on, Curry and me have terrible hearing because we were DJs. And I we have, wear headphones. You know, I have, and we turn it up. And you turn it up. You turn <laughs> so, it up. Yeah. yeah, you just keep on. Oh. You want to hear every little bit of everything that's around yeah. you. And I think that, yeah. that is, yeah. that's a real challenge. But I think Apple does a pretty good job. I get little warnings all the time if I turn it up too much. You know, you get these little like, hey. Uh, and I wonder and, if noise, noise canceling headphones will make it less common yeah. that people lose their hearing with volume. Because I, I think so. some of the volume is there to block Over, out the world, overcome. right? Yeah. 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 I have to say that, uh, you know, we go to live shows whenever we can. And this watch is great. Because yeah. uh, I wear pl- earplugs now. I wish to God I'd done it when I was younger. Because oh like yeah. you, I have tinnitus, and it's very, very loud and annoying. Uh, but the head, f- the uh, Apple Watch says it's dangerous. Wear your earplugs, and thank goodness yeah. I, I, you know, if I needed a reminder, that would be a great reminder. Turn yeah. that feature on too, kids, and pay yeah, attention to it's- it. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting development that uh, even when I was a kid, the kid who wore a bike helmet was like, oh, my God, what a wuss, what a nerd. <laughs> yeah. whereas, whereas today, fortunately, it's like, no, no, I, it's, it's I, I, I don't I don't yeah. want to I don't want to lose 40 percent of my faculties yeah. because I simply tipped over at eight miles an hour. I wish that the same thing were true of, of earplugs, because now I have I you can buy a very good pair of like reusable, cleanable earbu- earplugs for about like. Ten dollars, oh, twelve dollars, if that. Time, and yeah. now I always, I always have that little package like in my in my laptop bag because the number of times where I've been, I didn't know that I was going to be like in this place where there's a loudspeaker nearby, but the ability to simply plug these in and still be yeah. able to hear normally, but just not not hearing any pain whatsoever from being near a loudspeaker. It's like this was a good purchase of eleven dollars to spent there. I uh, we were we were at the Veterans Day parade, and there's an outside. Oh it's outside. And there's a band playing. It was great, playing old blues music. And I looked at my watch. It was 100 dB plus. And I thought, wow, <laughs> this is loud. And we're outside. Oh, God. You know, I was, the last big 4th of July parade I went to, it's like, really? Fire department? Like, you think it's a oh, good idea sirens. to have this, the sirens oh. going as you're rolling at walking speed oh. past lines of people who are right at the, on the sidewalk? Oh, it's like, oh, oh I see dear. these kids and parents nowadays. God, God bless all the work you do. But, but, but please, like, yeah, yeah. If, if you could have like your They're guys, deaf. just your, your men and women, just like simply like yelling from the side of the truck. Ooh, ooh, that that would be a lot more entertaining and also less hazardous to people's hearing. And, and here from uh, from Chile comes a, a word of warning about AirPods and birds. <laughs> uh, can you turn the sound on? Is there sound? La seguridad del sector. So y there's a bird on his shoulder. Hoy en día <laughs> it flies away with his AirPod. <laughs> what is he going to do with it? That's all I got to say. What is he going to do with it? Like, you know, it's, uh... <laughs> okay. So don't don't wear those. Thanks you to the chat room for that link. <laughs> don't wear those around birds. All right, let's take a little break uh, on that. Lively note, Andy Anakot, Alex Lindsay, Jason Snell, you guys are great. It's great to have you, our show today, uh, and it's great to have all of you uh, watching our show today, brought to you by our fine friends at Rocket Money. I 
this is, oh, I feel like this is a public service announcement. How many of you, well, you may not even know, have subscriptions, monthly subscriptions running in the background that you've forgotten about or you're double paying or something you never use, you don't know about? Uh, Rocket Money did a survey of users. 80% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Almost everybody. But this is the worst news. According to the survey, when they asked these people, oh, how much do you spend on subscriptions? They would estimate about $80 a month. Then they would look and they'd find out it's closer to $200 a month. And I bet you that's low for a lot of people in this group because you've got lots of subscriptions. You've got your Apple you got your you got all this stuff right rocket money is a great way it was i actually started using it when it was truebill rockets acquired it and they've improved it immensely they've changed the name to rocket money but i've been a long i've used this for years because i tell you what it's one of the occupational hazards of this job i subscribe to a lot of stuff i probably shouldn't and then forget about it i bet you have a few subscriptions to newspapers maybe streaming services that you never watch. So Rocket Money will find them, pinpoint them, and then the best part is there's a button that says cancel. All you have to do is press the cancel button. Rocket Money takes care of the rest. This is an app that will save you a ton of money. I had political... This was... It's embarrassing to even admit this. But, you know, when you do the political campaign contributions... They have a little checkbox that says, you want to just do this every month? And you, and it's always checked. And you have to remember to uncheck it. I didn't. I forgot about it. This was in the last cycle. This was in, uh, what is it, 2020. And I, I and it was Truebill at the time, but Rocket Money would do the same thing. It found it and said, you know, you're spending a lot of money every month in this camp. I said, I am? And turned it off immediately. Saved me. I can't tell you how much money. <laughs> I can't tell you. I don't want to tell you. You get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money. You need this. Now, I know you could just go on to the iOS app store and get it. You're smart. But please, would you do me a favor? It's iOS or Android. Go to rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. That way they know you saw it here. And they'll give you the link to the app store and you can go from there. Rocketmoney.com slash MacBreak. It could save you hundreds per year. I can say, I know it has saved me thousands. Rocketmoney dot com slash mac break cancel your unnecessary subscriptions right now rocketmoney.com slash mac break please go <laughs> go to that address then click the link then download okay just to me i know it's an extra step but please it will help us rocketmoney.com slash mac break the only thing you should not cancel is your club twit subscription please don't cancel that one keep that one going um but otherwise actually we, we were talking before the show about our mastodon we have a uh, Twitch social mastodon instance we have which we've had for years suddenly costing us a little bit of money <laughs> that's everybody flees twitter we have our own forums at twit.community we have the chat room at irc.twit.tv we have lots of ways to interact that are all free and of course many free podcasts ad supported but there's a way you can get rid of the ads and continue to support all of the things we do by joining club twit seven bucks a month that's all it is ad free shows the twit plus feed Shows that we don't put anywhere else, including the hands-on Mac show with Micah. Lots of tips. Uh, hands-on Windows with Paul Therott. Fan, fantastic shows that are that were generated and paid for by the club. So they're in the club right now. Sometimes they come out of the club. This Week in Space was a club-only thing that we, we you know built an audience and then we're able to 
put it out in the public. And so that's what our hope is with all of these. The Untitled Linux Show, Stacy's Book Club, which is going to be the Project Hail Mary, which is a wonderful Andrew, Andy Weir book. All of that and the Discord, which is the best social network ever. All you have to do is go to twit.tv slash club twit. And we thank you in advance for your support. It really does make a difference. In fact, frankly, uh, it's, you know, you see, you see, you see all these uh, tech companies struggling. Well, those that there's a trickle down effect because those are the companies that buy ads and uh, on Twit. And as it's getting harder and harder to sell ads, more and more, we're looking to the club members to not only make up that gap, but I think going forward, that may well be the future of uh, everything we do. I know you do that too, Jason. You have a you have a Patreon. I do. Right? We it, it is refreshing to be able to build what you're doing on the people who want to listen or read what you're doing yes. instead of it just being about. We love advertising. You know, it has. You I, couldn't do it without know, it. Obviously. I bought my house with yeah. advertising from yeah. a magazine, right? Like yeah. I get it, but <laughs> it is nice to be able to have that. Like the magazine was advertising, and it was also people paying to get the magazine, right? And it was like it's nice to get both of those streams in there, and for the people who really care uh, to be a part of it and to support you. But also to get stuff, they get stuff for it too, right? They get they get some value out of it too, which is great. Yeah, um, I think going forward, you know, this like the, the my experience with Mastodon over the last few weeks, and then I go back to Twitter and I see all the ads and all the crap and stuff, and I, I realize there is a I think there's a better way, smaller communities that support the product and support you know the efforts, uh, and people who have you know kind of come together to be part of that community. That's a really nice feeling. That's that's what we get in the Discord, and that's what we're getting in these other things now. So thank you, uh, Club Twit members, because you make that all possible. Could you use? I'm I'm curious. Somebody in the uh, in the Discord actually is saying they use the AirPods for uh, hearing protection. Um, I did a little shooting with my dad. Kovar says a month ago he didn't have an extra pair of earplugs, so I used my AirPods Pro. Did a great job protecting my ears. I'm sure I, that's not recommended, but really? Could you I use think they that? did a job. I don't know if they did a the, great job. There um, is <laughs> a feature in the AirPods Pro now that is better in AirPods Pro 2 that is all about limiting the dynamic range, right? It's it's trying oh, to take yeah. loud noises and, and push them down right. so that even when you're in transparency mode, it's trying to push that stuff out. Uh, yeah, to Alex's point, I think we need another one of these studies to tell us whether it actually pr- offers protection if or it's not. A, if it's a good seal, right? Um, the problem is noise cancellation works right? against continuous sound, but not against gunshots i mean but sudden, it may some, be the seal you mentioned the seal like when you when you are wearing actual ear protection that's how it's protecting you it's not necessarily active protection it's, it's, it's stuffing your yeah. ears right yeah. so yeah i mean i've done that at concerts where i've been at a concert and i haven't had earplugs and i've had my in-ear headphones better than and i nothing. just and yeah. i just stick them in yeah. with nothing plugged in and it that works right that is a way to protect your ears i guess i would say it's better than nothing but the 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 quality of that seal and how heavy that seal is yeah um, and and a lot of the head a lot of the ear protection for at a at a, at a um, shooting range is actually both active and seal, oh really you know oh, and okay. so it's okay. it's doing both of those things and most of those aren't are not particularly expensive either and so i've done a lot of research in them because i wanted to put them around my other headphones so that i can really shut everything out when i'm yeah. listening to a program so as I, so I got into there's a world of are you of wearing shooting, shooting headphones over your head while I you're listening to. i want no i'm not doing it now oh, but i'm but trying could. to find the right one so i was doing all this research and just there's this huge you know world of aircraft headsets as yeah. well as as well as uh, we shooting an range interview headsets with somebody and, who was wearing a helicopter headset yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And the sound was spectacular, so it had a good microphone. And obviously, when you get in a helicopter, you have to wear those. They are so noisy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, so it protects your ears, but also you can communicate. Yeah, because you're, you're talking to the person next to you in the helicopter. You couldn't and hear you still can't. You wouldn't be able to you hear them very well if you didn't have them in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Never fly in a helicopter or shoot at a shooting range without good ear protection, <laughs> uh, I, I would say. Um, all right, let's uh, move on here. Evernote. Are we sad? We had Phil Libin, uh, the founder of Evernote, its CEO for many years on Twit on Sunday, and he seemed to think bending spoons was going to be okay. Um, but boy, it makes me a little bit sad to see the end of the line for one yeah, of the bending great... spoons is like a, what they're kind of like a holding company they bought for, Filmic. for apps. Yeah. yeah. So they bought, they bought a bunch of apps and they're, they're not bad. I, I think the, I think the vibe I get, and I think a lot of people get is that Evernote was at one point, it seemed like it was going to be one of these companies that was going to kind of conquer the world Yeah, and, and it didn't. Right? right. And part of it was their product it really was i think the limitations of it and part of it was that they were in a space that threatened a lot of big players who said no 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 we're going to do that you can't do that but for whatever reason it, it's not that bending spoons is is bad necessarily i think it's that it feels like the sad sort of like capitulation yeah. of this story where it seemed like they were going to be huge and they're not but see but you and, and you uh, who was it picked apple's notes uh last week was it you i mean Google with Keep and Apple with Notes hit the the free end, right? And then yeah. Evernote started charging a subscription, and it was like, well, you know, it just was there was no place for it in the world. One Note is free on Windows. Uh, there was just no place yeah. for it in the long. Yeah, run. I think that's I think that's it. It was Alex's pick, I think, but it was Alex, it, and it's a good right. one. Yeah. Like it's yeah. it's table stakes, right? Yeah. And and the question when you this is like Sherlocking, right? It's the same conversation, which is look, the big players. If there's something that's table stakes, the big players are going to do that, and so you have to build your business on going beyond what the big players are willing to do and finding a niche for the people who love it, and. I, I think they tried to do that with Evernote, but I think they had some technical issues. And you know, for what I don't, I don't know enough about the inner workings of Evernote. Honestly, I stopped paying attention to it yeah. a few years ago. Well, I, I used it religiously for a while. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, moved on. <laughs> yeah, and and I think that for me, you know, if if you're doing a lot of cross-platform stuff, I think that Evernote makes a lot of sense for a lot of folks. I just don't do that. You know, so I'm I'm you know my my the PCs and the Linux machines that I have are not part of my pipeline like they i have just as many pcs and just as many linux machines as i have macs it's just that they don't they're utilities they're right. appliances to me right. yeah and i don't interact with them on a day-to-day basis as part of my workflow and, and because of that i don't and if you're all on a pc then you have other things as well so i think that whatever note did really well was kind of bridge all of these things together and they may still find an, a niche what that it, does that i have a feeling with bending spoons it'll be an expensive niche right <laughs> you know, like that's, that's the problem do. one <laughs> of the like things the, uh, uh, phil expensive. said which is true is this that evernote did syncing before iCloud, before there was a way, built-in supported system way to do synchronization, Evernote did transparent cross-platform synchronization. Yeah. And that was their, really, that was their secret sauce, wasn't it? Uh, they had OCR built in uh, very early on, so they, you could take a picture and then have the, the text available for search. There were some things they did that now are not so special, okay. but at the time were very special. And I think one of their problems is is that that uh, that I don't know about the other side, but Apple, their notes team is constantly making it better. Yeah, it's, it's not good. like they just have this thing no, that's like good. we have notes. 
they have a team that is con- now it could it go faster or is there things features that i want sure like being able to draw over top of text <laughs> anyway so um but uh but the uh, but overall the problem is, is that product keeps on getting better and surprises me like i i took a picture uh, weird little things my daughter knew about my phone of course that i didn't kids know we were taking pictures and i wanted to look at picture of this so i could figure out what kind of tree that was we were out for a walk and she goes, oh, no, just take a picture with the phone or, or, or a notes and you'll just be able to click on it. And it'll just tell you what the plant is. <laughs> Love that. Like, what? Love that. Right. <laughs> and who knew yeah, that yeah, was exactly. in there? Like it was just like hidden in there and they yeah. just keep on adding these little features. If anything, Apple doesn't tell us enough about what. I agree. What's in it. And, I think they don't want to put other the, companies out of business. Right. They don't want on to. The high, right. Right. They leave that opportunity to go beyond the right. table sticks. Right. But the, but like on that level. Evernote, Evernote was so early, I think that they actually became a victim of like building up their business on Evernote and what they were willing to do. And once you become that, right, then the more nimble competitors can come in. And like you've seen it with Notion and yep. Obsidian and yep. some of these other like note taking things stuff that there. are out there on the frontier. And, and, uh, you know, Evernote was a little bit late for that and they were minding their own business, which I get. But like, so now you've got Apple. And the other kind of, and OneNote on Windows, like the table stakes on this side, and then you've got Notion and Obsidian and stuff like that that are on the cutting edge on this side. And it's, you can see how the air went out of the balloon. We were, when we were talking about it, somebody, I forgot who brought up Yojimbo. And it made me think of Rich Siegel, Andy, your, right. your friend, Rich, and uh, how he has managed to f- find a, somehow survive in this world where every, every operating system comes with a text editor. Uh, Yojimbo is kind of a, a notes. He's still selling Yojimbo, which is awesome. A note, notepad ad app. How does, how do you, I mean, don't, you don't have to speak for rich Andy, but he's managed to find a way to continue forward in a world where everybody else is do, giving away something similar, right? Yeah. I, I, well, BB Edit, I think it's very, very clear that, number one, that's the, the way that he runs the company and the way that he supports that product. It's like it, it is a it is a, Jason and I use it as a text editor, just like a lot of people use it as a as markdown text editor. However, it's a de- developers love it because they know that this isn't like a t- random team of interns who come in and out of the project team right. year after year. It's rich. This is Rich, Se- rich Siegel, who's building one of the, one right. of the most historic uh, developer work. apps. Yeah. yeah. So th- so he absolutely he absolutely understands what developers are going through in addition and part of that is understanding what happens when a developer is relying on a tool that's not working the way that they would like it to or there is a feature that they would like to add uh, that they would they, they want to be heard about how, about why the something something should be worded there there are so many times in the history of uh, bare bones and uh, this probably we're probably overdue for having rich on uh, for a second to talk about Love the to. state of the, yeah. the, the state of the state of, of of apple development but the number of times where Someone has a, a user has said, "Oh, geez, I wish that the I wish that the you supported like this. I'm doing this sort of development with JavaScript. I wish that you supported it better." And said, "Well, what kind of development do you do? Well, I do a lot of JavaScript stuff. Well, would you like to would you like to write us? We will pay you to write a JavaScript plugin plugin that adds the feature that you want." And these people are continue to be paid contributors to BB Edit for years and years and years. And so, in terms of Yojimbo, it's simple. He still uses Yojimbo. So if he's so if yep. he's still if he's still supporting it for himself. <laughs> He's like, eh, okay, we're 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 not gonna we're not gonna sell a whole lot of units at Yojimbo, but I'm not I'm not gonna ha- I'm not gonna have the whole cake to myself. I'm gonna let other people like enjoy the cake as well. But again, the, the answer that, and, and bare bones is not just Rich Siegel, but that sort of attitude is what makes BB Edit. It's probably small enough is. though that he can you know he doesn't have to sell a million copies, right? You know, 
Uh, I love he's, his. I love to feed two birds. He's good. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love his uh, in in the about us section. He says we don't have investors to impress, so we don't need a mission statement. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We enjoy writing and shipping great products that address the needs of ourselves and our customers. And then, but, he, and I think he, he kind of shares my attitude towards marketing because his slogan yeah. for years was uh, "BB Edit sucks it, less." Right? Yeah. <laughs> If yeah. first, 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 it doesn't suck. It doesn't suck. Then it sucks less. Uh, and I would say and, it still yeah. doesn't suck. Still doesn't, yeah. suck. doesn't suck. And I to think do, that's yeah. my attitude towards marketing. You know, yeah, it's so it's such a good app, and it is a rare example of this. But it is a, a small enough company, and Rich runs it responsibly, and it's got its user base, and it is people still discover it, and it's amazing because you're like, oh, let me tell you, that thing's 25 years old, but 1992, 1992, yeah, 30 years old, 30 so, years. Old. And yet it has come through. It has come through from being a 68K Mac app written in Pascal, I think, to all the way to being yep. a modern Mac app. And it, it changes with the times. It updates. It stays with it. And I, I not only write most of my stuff in it. Oh, do you? But oh, I, I've been learning. Um, last year I learned Python. And I do all my Python work in BB Edit too. It's great. And then you, you know, Command Shift R runs it. And the results come back in a different window. And it, like it's super uh, you know, it's super geeky and super savvy for um, any of that stuff. So, yeah, I love it. The markdown stuff is great. The scripting is great. I mean, it is. Yeah, I always it's, loved it's the. Sh- I use it as a terminal sometimes because it remembers what you the shell worksheets. The shell yeah. worksheets are yeah. so cool. Uh, they remind yeah. me of the old uh, Mac programmers workshop, which did the yeah, same thing. I think that that was probably the inspiration, the inspiration for yeah. it. Right? Yeah. Is he doing also, this in Swift yet? Do you know, or is he still uh, Coco I've, or? No, I, th- I think I, th- I think he's still basically using using C and, and Xcode yeah. uh, to to do yeah. this sort of stuff. I don't think I don't think he's Swift averse, but I think that I, I think that there's still there there are not enough benefits to moving the the entire code base. That's got to be a lot of work. Yeah. I think they use it in pieces. Like th- there was a big overhaul to their text display engine that just happened recently, and now they can do things like support ligatures. And there was a and I think it was motivated by the fact that in Ventura there were a bunch of changes that made the old text display engine that they had been kind of like we don't need to do it there's no benefit and then they you see it ventura and it's like oh well there's a benefit now and That's, then they update it to the new one and you uh, get all these new yeah. features and i don't know how they built that but like that has been their approach is like look if it ain't broke don't fix it we're gonna spend our time on the stuff that matters and then if apple sweeps in and goes okay uh this matters now then bare bones is yeah. like great because they're never going to be behind the times they never want to yeah. be that you you only have, you only have a limited you have a limited number of spoons available to you when you're when you're trying to get trying to get the get a project uh, out the door and you can't spend all of them on things it, basically it basically at bare bones it's like yeah it would nice to it, WYSIWYG editing would be very cool, but how many hours am I going to spend on this feature that only will be appreciated? Not even, not necessarily even by Andy and Jason. I think Andy might like it. Jason wouldn't care because he's doing Markdown all the time versus how much time would they, would they appreciate if we put that time into again? Here's a, what, what are, what are, how, what are people need if they're developing for Rust? What are, what is BB Edit not doing for Rust developers that they could be doing right now? And let's let's help those people instead. But that that would be a great conversation to have with Rich about yeah, everything that changes when it yeah. every time every time every, well, yeah. not only that but every time that Apple does an update and they put 
uh, request demands or make create opportunities for developers, how that filters into the manager of a major mm-hmm. beloved project and how do you implement it and how do you roll with that? That, that would be a, an awesome conversation. He has a great amount of discipline. Um, he, I would also throw James Thompson in there as an example of somebody yeah. who's been Perfect. writing Mac software for yeah. 25, P-calc. 30 years. Yeah. P-calc and and, uh, and drag thing back in the day, right? And again, it's that same sort of thing. James's setup is a little bit smaller than, than Bare Bones, but it's a similar kind of story where you want how do you look at what apple is doing that's new or that breaks the things that you were doing and how do you navigate that and choose what to what to embrace and what to watch and say not yet like this is not yet for us and bare bones has really done a good job and discipline is the word i keep coming back to we should mention by the way because there's confusion about this although bb edit has a price uh when they got rid of what used to be bb edit light and then it was called text wrangler basically there's a free mode in bb edit so if anybody is curious about this because we've been talking about it the free mode in bb edit has so many features in it and it won't it won't nag you it's not like a useless demo you could use the free bb edit forever and actually be very happy and i also want to put in another new feature that they added recently because again 30 year old product they keep adding features to it i I, one of the reasons i started embracing bb edit is for um is for grep it's for pattern matching search and i I bought the the regular expressions book from o'reilly and i learned how to do grep although the bb edit manual has a chapter that i think maybe john gruber i use it as a reference actually it is it is excellent about how to do regular expressions and they added this feature called the pattern playground i want to say where basically you can sit there and tweak your patterns to work right before you run them and you can see how they're working and it like is a debugger for search and replace it's so good and that's a new that's like a 2021 feature so i used to ha- go to a attack. website and, and to test my grips oh yeah but now yeah. i can do it i know that website <laughs> yeah 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 regex 101 yeah. uh they've added lsp support if you're a programmer that's a big deal i guess that's what you're probably why python yeah, the works python so well. stuff it, it pops up if yeah. you've got any mistakes so you don't there, have to use vs and, vs code to do your python and that big heavy electron right it's leveraging all the work that everybody did uh, to make the that stuff work with vs code and yeah. bb edit is like well that is a trend we should we should take now that they and do so common list set up i might yeah. have to try it i'm kind of an emacs guy but boy it sure looks like <laughs> maybe this is the solution i love this uh pattern playground that is a lifesaver it's so good yeah yeah i don't know we were just talking about notes and evernote and we ended up just uh, <laughs> well i brought it up because it. yeah there happens. Happens. It's this like, is the example of how co- contrary well, to evernote of how you keep a product going, and maybe it's and because he's so Mac specific. Evernote well, tried to be everything to everybody, and by focusing on the Mac, he's got these loyal people like you two supporting him. Right? Go ahead. And Alex. I think that I, I look at this in a kind of a generalized thing. Of, of you look at like Starbucks is a good example. Starbucks tends to look at like they don't they're not trying to get rid of other coffee shops, but other coffee shops tell them, "Hey, there's a lot of people buying coffee right here. Right. <laughs> you might want to put right. a shop there." So they they'll put one. You know, in my office was within three blocks of my office when I was in San Francisco had nine Starbucks. You know, and and um, in the South Side in in Pittsburgh there was a Starbucks. There was a place called the Beehive. It was the first coffee house in Pittsburgh. The Starbucks went right across, right cat a corner, big old, really nice, big Starbucks right there. And uh, the Beehive just kept getting bigger. Yeah. <laughs> like it just kept on Didn't getting bigger. Him. And I yeah. was talking to the owner of the Beehive and he, and he said, he said, well, what Starbucks was the best thing that ever happened to us. People find a Starbucks. They find the Starbucks because oh, of, of, of um, they're looking, they're searching for Starbucks in Google right. Maps. Then they look across the street and they see this really artsy, cool, because what he is, is he's very much 
that. Like he is, he is uh, the most artsy, weird coffee shop that yeah. you can walk into. I go to Red it. Whale. Have you ever been to Red Whale Coffee? And that's nearer to you. You got to. Oh try yeah, that. that's it's really yeah. good. It's Nevada. Yeah, yeah, and, really and you good. just. And, but and you wander in, and then they just didn't go back to Starbucks, and so that yeah, Starbucks exactly. became a feeder. Exactly. Because, but but he, what he but what I when I see things like that that really work, it's because you have someone that's passionate running that business, that understands yeah. where their limits are, that they're going to solve this one problem, yeah. but at one as soon as they say, oh, I'm going to try to compete with the big the big folks that are doing it, I'm going to be as you said, everything to everyone. That's a super I hard think place to be. We learned that lesson. Remember, we tried a bunch of stuff that was a little bit outside of our, and people really said, no, we want news, reviews, and how to. That's what we want from Twit. Mm-hmm. And so we did the cooking shows and the, I did a fitness program. Do you remember that for a while? Twit Fit? Maybe I just did it because the name sounded so good. But I made ice cream. <laughs> yeah, we made ice cream. And we've really learned that actually sticking to your knitting and, and really serving, super serving that audience. Right. That's the way to do it. Uh, not try to be this yeah. giant conglomerate. Super. Sur- now, we should say, everyone else, not dead. And you just <laughs> uh, said in the chat, and I agree with you, Jason, bending spoons is probably going to be a good caretaker. That's what Phil felt like. Uh, so it, it, we're, we sound like we're eulogizing it. They're not dead yet. It, it It is a reminder, just as with Twitter, that periodically it's a good idea to use the backup feature to basically have a local yes. copy of yes. everything that you've done there. Not not because you not because you not because you think that Evernote or Apple Notes or whatever is going to go down the tubes and take all your data with it. But because you never know when, like five years from now, six years now, 10 years from now, maybe this app is no longer being supported or maybe Apple changed whatever file system or whatever. Or now it's, now it's on a pay system you didn't want to go with. But or maybe you just you just wanted to be able to do a simple like a, a spotlight search on your on your file server to find this thing. Did, did I ever like happen to save that drive? draft of that thing because i know i had notes about it but i don't know that that will save your butt in a million different ways yeah. well that's why i prefer for uh file formats that are universal yeah and i think in a way that's why i didn't like evernote once i exported it out of evernote i've kept it in plain text or markdown yeah. uh because yep. you know that's always going to work and yeah, that's plain text plain is going to be readable yeah, yeah. in if 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 man is still alive in the year twenty five twenty five, you know plain text. I word, think you know BB word, Edit can uh, probably five, maybe not, but plain text. BB Edit can probably open EBCDIC files. I'm betting and and translate. It'll open ASCII. anything, yeah. right? Like even <laughs> yeah. if it's binary, if it'll, I know it'll rich. Open it yeah, if I know rich, it'll open it. All right, let's take a little break. More to come. Uh, our show today, though, brought to you by Zocdoc. Everybody's these days looking for a doctor, but you know. How do you find the right doctor, one that takes your insurance, but more more to the point, one that's going to be right for you? It's funny because when, before you book a brunch, what do you do? You go over lists. I know I'm thinking about this lately because I'm going to have Saturdays off soon. You go over lists and lists of reviews. You look at all. You carefully pick it, but why don't you do the same thing when you're choosing a doctor? Most of us just go, yeah, well, I'm going to go to that guy because he's, he's, got, he's got to sign out. With ZocDoc, Z-O-C-D-O-C, you can see real, verified patient reviews to help you find the right doctor in your network and in your neighborhood. Because, I mean, let's face it, finding the right doctor is at least as important as finding the best mimosas. I'm saying. I'm just thinking. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available 
when you need them. And it's doctors in all areas, too, by the way, not just MDs. With ZocDoc, you can find every specialist under the sun, whether you want to straighten your teeth, fix an achy back, get a mole checked out, anything else, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc's mobile app is very easy to use, to search, to find and book doctors with a few taps. But the reviews, to me, that's gonna that's what really makes the difference. They very carefully verify all the patient reviews they make sure they're real people who made real appointments, who actually saw the doctor. And that means you can not only trust the reviews, but that's going to help you because the reviews from real people are going to say, yeah, this doctor has a great bedside manner or this doctor. People have different needs from a doctor. You know, this doctor focused on giving me all the information and making letting me do the choice. This doctor told me what to do because I don't want to think about picking from a bunch of alternatives. That's a very different style. So you can find out ahead of time what that doctor is going to be like. So you're all set to see somebody in your network who gets you and who operates the way you want them to. Z-O-C-D-O-C, ZocDoc.com. Find the doctor that fits you. Book an appointment in person or remotely. By the way, they still do remote. Yep. Uh, And it works in your schedule too. Every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. They're there whenever you need to find and book a quality doctor. And it's, I think this is really, this is, as it grows, has become really the place to go to get this information and trusted information to ZocDoc.com slash MacBreak. The app is free. You can download it and start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Again, I know you could find it. Don't go to the website, please. <laughs> so that they know zocdoc.com zocdoc.com slash mac break many of the doctors are available within 24 hours zocdoc.com slash mac break you may wonder let's talk about uh soccer and football uh you you get, yes. did actually a great piece jason on mls and what apple tv is doing with major league soccer uh, the we've been waiting to hear about the, the other shoe to drop on Sunday tickets. The last NFL package still not sold. Um, the Athletic had a report uh, saying there's something going on. We've talked about this before that maybe Apple wants. Well, for one thing, the NFL says you can't show in market games. And you can't do it. And you can't put these games international, which is silly because the Niners just played in Mexico. The other teams play in London and Berlin. I mean, they want an international audience, but I guess they want to keep the rights themselves. Apple right. supposedly says, "No, no, we want to do that." Um, it's last December. Uh, Roger Goodell said the NFL is months away, not days away. <laughs> How many months? Many months, <laughs> at least a year, from selling a stake in NFL media, which includes Red Zone, the NFL website, the NFL network. Uh, maybe Apple's bidding for that. What do you think's going on? I, I mean, I think at the highest level, I think it's two companies that expect to do um, to be able to do what they want. Right. I think like the NFL expects that everybody's going to come to them and say, you're the best. And I think Apple expects everybody to come to them and say, you're the best. And and now they're dealing with each other. And so I think there's a culture clash here also. And that athletic article did a really good job of explaining this. The NFL's view of their deals, their contracts is you do everything that's in the contract, to the letter of the contract. And Apple's view of contracts is (laughs) give us room to 
innovate, right? Like, tell us what we can't do, but don't tell, don't limit us to a list of things we can do. And I totally get that, right? Apple's like, we want to innovate. We want to figure things out. And the NFL is like, no, no, we sold you five things. You can only do those five things. And so there sounds like there's a culture clash there. I think it's also a little troubling that maybe there was some due diligence issues here where Apple didn't realize that the NFL already has an international streaming product. And so that's not part of the package. The package, look, I think what's really happening is the package was built for satellite. Right. It was built for DirecTV. It was built 15 years ago or whatever for a different era. And Apple is bidding on that package now. And they're saying this doesn't make sense. We want to have these other features. And the NFL seems to be saying, well, yeah, but this is what's for sale. And (laughs) I I, I wonder whether Apple's just trying to push on them saying, could you talk to Fox? Could you talk to CBS? Because we want the local games and we'll we'll stream them with their ads and it won't be a problem. And they're like, no, no, no. That's not what the deal is. So whether this is actual like hard negotiation or whether it's a culture clash, it is fascinating. Um, This has never been the best fit for Apple because it isn't Apple broadcasting their own games. It's just Apple rebroadcasting other companies broadcasts, putting a little layer on top of it. And then also it's just in the U.S., which is not the best fit for Apple's international ambitions. At the same time, though, for people outside the U.S. who don't know, the NFL is king. It is by far the biggest. It's like the number one TV show is Sunday Night Football. Like it is king. And so if you're Apple and you want to get into sports, getting in with the NFL at all, maybe becoming their partner on NFL media, it's a huge thing. Yeah. And and I think that one of the things that um, is the challenge is, is that we're really seeing old media versus new media, you know, so so that, you know, that we see I. I deal with this almost on a daily basis, which is that that I you know have um, you know we have a new way of doing something, and then you're then you co- you collide with old media, and this is what this is what we have to do, and this is the structure, and this is what we what we're allowed to you know this is what we're going to do you know like and it's been ingrained over the last thirty forty fifty years yeah and it's it's outdated you know and we all well, know it's outdated and we all know that it it but they don't but but stepping away from it's worked up until now. And stepping away from it is really difficult. And the problem for Apple is, is that they write these, these contracts aren't year to year. These are five-year contracts. I don't know how long this one is, but they're often five-year contracts, 10-year contracts. They only want to do this once, and then they want to stop thinking about it for a while. Um, and so the MLS is going to be – it's going to be really interesting to see what Apple does with MLS because it's their – it's a place that they can do research. They, they don't had have, some. They, they had some scope. They had because MLS is not as strong as NFL. They had some exactly. scope in this deal. And, and yeah, I have to, to say, to I have to point out though, because I've been through this a little bit recently, leaving the radio show. So you have an advantage with old media. You know, you have scope, you have reach, mm-hmm. and so there's things that. But but admittedly, I won't be able to do so much more with the same show if it's just ours and a podcast than I could ever do it with Premiere. But it's not just like, oh, kill the old media. There is some value to the old way of doing things. Yeah. And so this is it's this is tricky, I guess. It could, I think I think you're right. It could, it could be a clash when uh, Apple is I, I, one of the most brilliant things they do about running their business is making sure that they always control their own destiny, that they never have to be beholden to. They, they, they told Intel to go to get their mate and go home. 
you know, the biggest the, the biggest uh, CPU company in the world because it was not working out for them that we can't control the CPU as well. We don't want to be limited by another company's idea of what pro- kind of product that they should they should serve to us. On the other, so it can be difficult when they are not in a situation in which they can absolutely call the shots because there is absolutely truth to obviously what Alex is saying. The fact that Alex is saying it, it predisposes one to to uh, understanding that yeah, there's truth. There's definitely going to be but, truth. And, to but the NFL is, saying, is not. I'm saying, saying we but, know how to well, do this and we've well, done a pretty what, good what, job. I'll, 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 what, I'm sorry, what, what I was going to finish up by saying is that Apple has to respect that there's reasons yes. why we do the things we do. Just as, just as when people say, look, and Apple, there is no reason for you not to have have an iMessage client for Android. That's stupid. You're just you're just uh, d- doing this dogmatic thing That's where right. you don't want to support other platforms. Where Apple will say, "Okay, let me explain to you what happens if we decide to do a iMessage client for Android." And you may disagree with it, but they have a very good reason for that. And oftentimes, I think that when you have an old media company, where you have an established company, say, "Here is here is the here is you can you can pull you you may think that the this this you may think that this is a silly thing and an outdated thing, but Actually, this outdated thing is also holding up a number of things that are crucially important, and the value that you're giving us by re- by replacing this does not exceed the service that this thing is is giving us while uh, for being there. And the question is, what is the NFL out of Apple? One out of Apple, right? Yeah. Like, do they want just cash? Like, and that may be what the issue is here: is that the NFL is like, look, you're deep pocketed. You want to get into sports streaming? This is the NFL. We're great. Give us money, and uh, or. It's possible that what the NFL is looking with Amazon or with Apple is also a partner who is going to try to push innovation in their product in a way that maybe the legacy TV networks won't and that they may learn something from that. And I think that there's a clash going on there, too. Uh, potentially, it may also be that Apple's like, no, no, we want to be that for you. And the NFL's like, we really just want you to write the check. That's well, all. And- from my experience working with doing this, because it's a lot of what I do with, with doing this, is I don't think that they actually want Apple to innovate too much. Like uh, I think they right. really want the check. Yeah. Because the mm-hmm. problem is, is I get into situations where I'll show someone how to, like, we can do all this great stuff. And then they go, oh, I don't want to do that. Because once we open that, once pe- once the audience sees that, they can't go back. And now we're, yeah. now we're in. We've like, we screwed all of our like other if partners. Apple, yeah. If Apple moves to, let's say Apple took NFL to high frame rate, HDR, you know, 4K or 8K, and just ran with that. The problem would be is that is that you could never go back to television, you know? And so that means that the next negotiation is much rougher than the first one for the NFL. And so NFL, the NFL is always evolving. The, the one thing about the NFL is they'll spend years developing new technologies to make the show cooler and better and everything else, but they want to do it at a certain pace that everything gets kind of pulled along. And so I think that they may actually be resistant. And I think that that's why the MLS has been genius is if, if Apple can get any toehold in to this process with the NFL. um, And I think the only reason that Apple's in the conversation right now, I bet you Apple is probably not making a lot of um, deals. Like they're like, there's probably Apple's offering probably so much money that the NFL keeps talking to them. But you know, like, and so the NFL's like, I don't really want to do what Apple's asking. But the money, because, the so money, money, you know, the money, because like, you have to keep, keep in mind this pot of gold that, yeah. that Apple's handed them, you know, because this is like a scratch on the is surface. Is it just Roger Apple's. Godell who has to do this or do they have to get the no, owners to approve it? You get the owners, the oh. broadcasters, the uh, partners. Yeah. The, it's, it's a it's a big, this huge so, consortium of everybody yeah. going, well, I think we have money? to. 
keep in mind, somebody in the chat room was asking, why doesn't the NFL just do this themselves and make their own streaming service? And the answer is they have their they own streaming service. NFL it's called Plus. NFL Plus. How do you like and it? And it has different things in the U.S. <laughs> and overseas and all that. The reason this is not just, let's not do Sunday Ticket, let's wrap it up and put it in NFL Plus, is Apple or Amazon will overpay for it more than it's worth right. in order to mm-hmm. get people onto their ecosystem. And that is what the NFL wants to take advantage of, just like how DirecTV overpaid for it so that people would put satellite dishes on their roof, right? Because right. well, it was the only right. place you could get it. And right. once they're on the roof, well, then they're going to be your TV provider and you're going to cancel cable probably, right? right? That's right. the idea. And so I agree it would be way simpler if the NFL just absorbed Sunday Ticket into NFL Plus, but they're not going to do it as long as there's a big pocketed company out there like Amazon well, and Apple who will pay. And in the end, I think what will probably happen is that either Apple or Amazon will finally just say, okay, uh, we'll write the check. I think Apple's just trying to get the NFL to budge a little bit and do a little bit more for them. I, I, but it's unclear. It's not the, like I said. It's not the best match because it is U.S. only. It's not the best fit, but it does get you in the door with the NFL, and Amazon's already in that door. And the so, thing that's so mind-numbingly yeah. frustrating is the is the blackouts. Like just the you know like from a from a right? viewer perspective, someone doesn't live in Pittsburgh, but as a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, even this year, still a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. Um, the uh, is that I I just want to watch the game, well, and, and, and and you're just yeah. like I'll pay for it. Like it's I would cord, pay ten dollars to watch the, the game. The like, cord cutter premise, it, the killer. So, like, the Steelers were on uh, local TV for some reason in the Bay Area. <laughs> it was so great. On, I, was like, I, was, I was like, I thought to myself, I literally, within a minute, so the, Dallas was just crushing the Vikings, and that was the, that was the game that was on YouTube TV. And I thought to myself, I was watching it. It was playing on one of my screens and while I was working, and I, I thought, man, I just want to see the third and fourth quarter of the Steeler game. I just want to see this game. And literally, I kid you not, within a, within within like thirty seconds, it just popped over. The affiliate the just, game. I was like, you the did. affiliate bailed. So so this is what my, my point is. So if you're a fan of a team, let's say that's the Steelers. The problem with the way it's architected right now is if you're if you are watching that game locally on Fox and you're a cord cutter, so you can't get it. There's yeah. no way for you yeah. to get it other than a, a, a VMPVD and over oh the top uh, streaming service. You can, if you're uh, if it's on CBS, you could get Paramount Plus and you would actually be able to see it but fox hasn't done that and this is the frustration here right is like uh i want to watch my freaking local game and like how do i do it and even with sunday ticket you yeah. can't do it you because can, you, yeah. uh, and and that's why i think what apple is saying is like look this product doesn't make sense because yeah. of all the blackout restrictions we well, need to take and, them and off remember like, you this can. is the problem like, like if, there's there's so I, many stakeholders there's the locals there's yeah. the networks there's cable fox would have to ESPN. approve of that right yeah. yeah, and and I know this just from twenty years ago with Tech TV. You can't piss off the the incumbent stakeholders by right. embracing a new stakeholder, <laughs> and so this is very delicate. Of course, the NFL wants to move into the future, mm. but they have all these stakeholders. They have to. I didn't. I didn't even think about this. It's you have to appeal to every it's, single individual it, owner. Every all, it goes all the way down to all the way crazy. down to the to the local ads being run by right. the cable networks. You know that are there because they get a certain number of local ads during during exactly. even the Super Bowl and yeah. during a football game. And yeah. you know, my my brother pays. He, you throw it into a lottery. He pay. He has a. We have a golf course outside of Pittsburgh, and and so he throws bird's foot, um, you know, like uh, ads into the lottery. And sometimes they show up on a Steeler game, and suddenly they said, like at the at the. This is what gets back to traditional media. Like we think that online is really cool, but when it hits a Steeler game, he says the phone just rings as soon as you put it down. It's awesome. Yeah. Just yeah. you know, just like this incredible. It's very powerful. 
and, yeah. but it's and it's five dollars when you get it right. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, it yeah. just happens every once yeah. in a while. Yeah. And the and the and the other thing is that uh, uh, those of us in this conversation, we love the we 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 might even have like uh, 4K HDR 120 frame per second uh, screens, but you also have to make sure that when you're talking about a popular sport, you also have to make sure that that sport is enjoyable by someone who basically has a 720p screen that they got for ten dollars off a of Craigslist. And that's not is, hard. I mean, that's not. Yeah. I mean, that's not a hard thing because we send it. Well, we're that. sending you, you know all of those that. resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. When we, you know, when we, yeah. HLS is, I mean, Apple's HLS solves that problem by, I can give you everything down to a 360p or 240p, you know, image. Um, and I, the but you have to think about the graphics, right? You don't want graphics you can't read on that image. You know, we still design graphics around 360 by, or 640 by 360. So we yeah. look at graphics. Can I, mostly when we do it, we design them around a, a 640 by 360. Can I read it? At that resolution, and if I can't read it at that resolution, oftentimes there's a bunch of discussions about whether. What does Amazon can, Prime do on Thursday right. night? Do they care about that stuff, or do they know uh, they're going to be on high res? Yeah, yeah, they definitely care. Yeah, <laughs> like they, they definitely, they definitely pay attention. If you take I have a look to say at it, though, I, watching the uh, World Series on 4K, even though it was upscaled 1080, really looked great. It you was see it when it looks so nice. <laughs> see when it's 4K and when it's 8K, yeah. like oh. the like baseball. I I've been able to see baseball at a at 8K 120 frames per second wow. on a on an 80 inch screen and it is you're there you're it is game. as if you were there like it's like you're looking at a window and you you there's part of your brain that wants to just look And now the teams the are saying but that's going to hurt our quarter. ticket sales. <laughs> yeah, the ticket sales yeah, are pretty, that's, for, that's, for, for that's NFL, what's hurting that's what's hurting ticket sales. It's like, that's like the icing. <laughs> well, and, and again that that depends on the on the team it depends this gets back into the relationship management of each, of every team like the you know the the Steelers is a good example. They're sold out for a decade. Right. Like they're not you know like you can't you can't. Everybody's just and the Oakland A's have the five fans in the stands. So yeah. you know, and that, and that comes from you start moving your team around. You make yeah. a lot of bad decisions. They're going go to do a Vegas bunch of other things, and it's hard to get hard yeah. to get my tickets. Yeah. So you wrote a good article, Jason, about Major League Soccer. In fact, I didn't even realize this. Look at this: the uh, St. Louis Soccer Club, the St. Louis City, have uh, Apple TV logos on their yeah. jerseys, and, and they only debuted that because they're a new team. But every single MLS team. So we talked about this, you know, billions of dollars that Apple is spending over ten years with MLS. But it's not just to get the broadcast, although they are doing that. They're going to be a shirt sponsor. They're going to be on the sleeve of every single team in MLS. Wow. Um, they're going to have this whole package. the The Athletic did a very good story again about they're them and MLS trying to put together their broadcast teams and and how they're going to do it they're they're unifying their schedule around certain days so that like instead of it being all over the map cuz broadcast partners like uh and Alex will know about this too but like ESPN like if they don't have a slot for you on Wednesday night and you say well the whole league plays on Wednesday night and Saturday and and ESPN's like yeah we really want that game on Monday you can't say no, basically. You can't say no to your par broadcast partner. But now that Apple has 100% of the games, wow. they're kind of simplifying the schedule around Wednesday and Saturday with a uh, uh, some in the evenings and then like a Saturday afternoon and a Sunday afternoon game. And they're they're building it all together. So it's really interesting to see it all kind of come to fruition. It is all the experts quoted are like, this is happening really fast. Uh, they, they're a little <laughs> bit behind where they should be, but they're getting it there. And uh, we got some details about, like, the pricing. You don't have to be an Apple TV Plus subscriber to buy this package. You just have to have access to the TV app. Apple TV Plus subscribers will get a $20 discount if you're a – we already knew this, but, like, I think it's really cool if you're a season ticket holder, you get it for free. If you're a season ticket holder 
of an MLS team, you get the package for free. You can watch your team on that. And they're going to put the local radio for the home team as a second audio option, which is kind of interesting. And they're also being very ambitious. Every game will be in English and Spanish. And also any game involving a Canadian team will also have a French audio track. So they're really trying to make this thing... Uh, you know, pretty sophisticated because this is the first thing that Apple is going to be doing where they are actually directly involved in the production because the so Major a, League Baseball stuff is sort of uh, out outsourced to NLB This is a Network. perfect kind of demo to other leagues. Exactly. This is what could happen. It is. Yeah. It is. It, it, it's it, going to be their calling card. Yeah. yeah. It is really. It, it's going to it's going to improve their, their but it's also just going to push the envelope really hard. It's going to be. I think that it's going to be very hard for other networks and other uh, sports to keep up because Apple doesn't have to negotiate with anybody anymore. They don't yeah. have to figure out what truck we're going to use. They're building. I think all the facilities for these shows are being built from the ground up to support this network. It's not. They're not using you know legacy almost anything. And so the hard part is is that everyone's going to look at that. And if you start watching those games, and you know Apple's able to add all the stuff so much faster. Like once you get, you know, when you're trying to do live streams of existing events it's kind of like the in in the movie contact when that when that chair is held to the is bolted to the ground and you're she's just vibrating really hard and like everything hurts and as soon as it just as soon as it shears off of its off of you know and, and you're not and you're no longer connected to the terrestrial legacy you uh you suddenly things get smooth and you can move really fast and so i think that and the fact that apple got it not for a year or two years but 10 years by the end of those 10 years, it's going to move the, all of sports coverage forward, you know, because they can and, – and it's going to be really difficult for – it's going to hurt a lot for everybody else because they're trying to figure out all these deals we just talked about and all these terrestrial TV stations. It may destroy – I mean, I've been thinking about this a lot. It may destroy watching it on terrestrial TV because everyone's going to have to try to keep up and they're going to see this That's coming anyway, right? Crazy. That's coming It's anyway. coming, but it's yeah. just that it – it could hang out for a long time. So this like, is like you know, like they can pe- they could drag this out. People for a long are wondering time. why are you spending so much time talking about sport? But um, no, it's, if it's, you look what David Stern about. did to the NBA, which was really a ratty down and out <laughs> sport, <laughs> until David Stern came along and figured it all out and made the NBA the multi billion dollar enterprise it is globally. Uh, these there is so much money in this. this is why uh, it's just it's this just why they're the playing things. in Mexico City on Monday night, you know. The, the, and there the, were eighty thousand fans watching that in Mexico City. It was amazing. They had es. The best part though is they had ESPN Deports announcer do uh, a, a touchdown play. Did you see that? <laughs> yeah. Oh my! That's I mean, it was like a soccer yeah. match. It was great. I want to see that yeah. guy from now on. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, I don't think Al Michaels will th- ever do it like that. But well, <laughs> it's one of the few things that you can put ads into because it's live. Like people understand, oh, we have to have a break because there's, right. they're taking a break. You know, right. like usually they get the ads between things. They don't go. Well, that's the problem time. with football, by the way. Where do the hell do you put the ads in soccer? Well, know? in soccer, it's hard. But in yeah. American football, it's really easy. And you know, and and what they do is they go well. They're they're going to punt the ball, and then some guy with an orange sleeve comes out and just says, I know the guys wait with, a little longer. It's so until weird. We get this if you go to a game live, you see these guys. They have these big orange sleeves, and so they just, they're on the field, and they go stop. We're running an ad now. Yeah, at, uh, <laughs> right. at the college football games now, they have he holds just a stick that's got the t- the countdown timer for oh, when the ad is good. over. So that's he comes walking out with two thirty, yeah. and then you mentioned terrestrial. I will say one of the brilliant things about the NFL strategy here all along has been this immutable kind of rule, which is if your local team is playing, 
it is on your local TV uh, station. It is on a local broadcast yeah. TV station. Yeah. And that is immutable. If That's you're on huge. Monday night, ESPN can have the exclusive. But if you're on Monday night, you're also on a yep. local channel. channel if you're on Thursday it. night on yep. Amazon, yep. you will also be on a local channel yep. in those two markets. Even though it's exclusive, yep. right. it's not because the local market will always get it. And that means that people with over-the-air antennas or just people with cable mm-hmm. and nothing else never miss out from their local team and that is it's so smart and yes it's in the contract which is why apple is is fighting against that and and that they're not going to win because they're not going to restructure those contracts a couple of other uh, quick stories before we get to your picks of the week vmware fusion is now following along with parallels adding windows 11 virtualization on apple silicon don't know why you'd want to do that you still can't use an official you have to use a beta version of uh, windows 11 for arm and uh, for some reason, Microsoft has not made that anything but beta. But the the uh, suspicion is they've got an exclusive deal with Qualcomm, and they can't. <laughs> and I don't know how long that's gonna that's gonna last. A really good article uh, if you want to get super geeky in ByteSeller, ByteSeller dot com. A secret Apple Silicon extension to accommodate an Intel eighty eighty artifact. <laughs> So Rosetta 2, in some cases, actually runs Intel software faster on Apple Silicon than it does on Intel. Emulation is faster. And so this is worth reading. I'm probably going to butcher it, so I won't go into too great a detail. But uh, there is a reason for it. And they've optimized uh, the ARM um, architecture to take on Apple Silicon specifically to take advantage of uh, of it and it's and it makes a big difference. It's really quite fascinating. Yeah, it's like a, a mode that in in ARM you would need multiple instructions in order to do this one thing. Because it's reduced instruction, right? You know, right? But so. Intel Intel does it a different way than ARM, and so it's like, oh well, on ARM this is. Uh, five steps on Intel. This is one step, and Apple put in their chip, not at their Rosetta level, but in the chip. If you're running Rosetta, it enters this mode where it's one step, and th- and that is only something that you do because you are designing the chip, and you're like, you know, what we really could use here is an Intel compatibility mode for Rosetta, where the processor doesn't have to work five times as much for one step. And uh, I love that somebody found this. I love that somebody at Apple did this. Yeah. (laughs) And and I love that there is some really weird esoteric design decision made decades ago by Intel that everybody still has to account for. And and I got to say that, you know, I keep on talking to developers about the M1 and they just they just keep on talking about how you just keep on stripping away. Like if you keep on writing to it, um, you know, whether it's Rosetta or but when you're when the folks that are writing to it directly um, there's a lot of talk among developers of like writing only M1, <laughs> you know, like, you know, that that's the, you know, because it's just so much faster and trying to do things in between, um, you know, doesn't take full advantage of the chip, you know, and that's the, you know, that's the thing that I think we're in, in the performances are, that we're seeing on some of this stuff is just outrageous. It's also the secret sauce because Apple, Apple's making their own and they're making it's, Rosetta too. They can yeah. build into Silicon. <laughs> A switch right. for Rosetta 2 that means that your Intel emulation is faster on Apple Silicon than it is on Intel. It, it, it's going to be really hard. I mean, I, I'm, I'm very curious to see how the Intel side of things evolves because um, it's just so hard to do what Apple's doing. You know, when you're right, when you're building the chip and building the OS and building the, 
you know, all in the, um, you know, the developing platform, it, it's super hard to, it's super hard to compete with that. It's usually something you would tell people not to do yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. um, you know, and, and, uh, because it's so hard to do it and to maintain it and Apple at scale can do it. And that, that's like a, you know, a 3000 pound, you know, elephant that can run like a cheetah. You know, and that's yeah. that's what I think has everybody a little scared. It's yeah, it's it's a difficult it's a difficult thing to manage too because we 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 forget that uh, macOS is ten percent, if that, of the of of the desktops in the world. Intel has Intel and uh, and the other makers have to basically satisfy the rest of the world that aren't necessarily motivated to buy a Mac specifically. They just need a computer, or even worse, they need a thousand copies of a computer that uh, that are built to an exact specification, meaning that. We don't want to. I'm not going to. We don't want to spend an extra, uh, an extra four dollars per unit on on uh, on graphics performance. We don't actually need this high level RAM cache. We just need someone who's going to be connect to our connect to our servers, run our run our remote software. As long as it does that, that's we're buying a thousand copies of the CPU, a thousand copies of this computer. Why are you trying to? Why are you trying to tell us how well you can do live streaming with it when nobody who uses this is going to do that? So this this is why that the the wonderful stuff, the stuff that gets people really really excited, is almost always going to come out of apple because apple apples they're 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 making the postal the the, the ups truck they're making the the, po- the u.s postal service uh, jeep they're not making like the really really cool cars that are exciting to drive and push the needle forward uh swift keys back what <laughs> <laughs> okay microsoft which bought the uh, keyboard uh, which was very big on Android. And in fact, I think it was one of the first keyboards I used that did swiping. Swipe was the first, but yeah. Swiftkey was the second. Uh, and then at Microsoft pulled it from iOS, and now it's back. So I just thought I'd tell you. <laughs> I, don't, I don't... Who knows why or what is going on uh, in Redmond, but there you have it. Uh, and do you want to see Quake running on an Apple Watch? <laughs> do I? You do? Well, good news. <laughs> This is insane. You use the stem and the buttons to control. Look there. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Even this. Even the Nine Inch Nails soundtrack. <laughs> okay, there you go. Um, I don't know why you'd want to, but you can. No, no. Does the watch give you a accelerated heart rate warnings and wow, you're, you're in a noisy environment warnings? Uh, good question. You do, by the way, have to supply your own pack. But uh, one of the things that's really cool is it's on GitHub. So if you decide to hack your Apple Watch, please let us know. Watch Quake, the Quake One port for Apple Watches. <laughs> Somebody got it running on the touch bar. I mean, you can run it on yeah. anything. I mean, it's, you know. So and there's the menu controls. Just so you know, turn to scroll, tap to confirm, tap and hold to go back, change value with the menu sliders. In-game controls swim up some. They're all there. It's so silly. It's totally playable. Uh, let's see. Oh, I wanted to warn people. I got all excited because I am a fan of homebrew. I think anybody who uh, uses a Mac knows about brew, which allows you to install um unix style applications command line applications even actually binary applications from the command line uh, on a mac most mac users use it there are other choices like mac ports which is older and nix which is cross-platform but the guy who designed homebrew 13 years ago and has been out of the project i should point out for many years max howell has decided to do a blockchain crypto nft version 
of uh, homebrew called tea. Get it? NFT. <laughs> I sat down and I thought, oh, that's exciting. He's going to solve a lot of these. The idea was how do we monetize these open source projects that everybody's building on, but nobody's paying for it. I thought, well, that's his, his heart's in the right place. As soon as I started to install it, I thought, yeah, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. So um, I guess I'm mentioning it. I'm giving them some publicity, t.xyz. But I as, I th would be a little careful about uh, sh curl https txyz. Don't do it. It seems like <laughs> we'll, we'll watch with uh, great interest. I love them. I love the idea. Uh, but I don't know if this is the, uh, the answer to it. Uh, sad story from a Verge uh, col columnist, Mitchell Clark. Apple changed the way how reading books works in iOS 16, and I may never be happy again. <laughs> um, there used to be, as you may remember, a lovely little curl animation that you, depending on where you swiped from, the page would be different. And look, yep. there's even text, backwards text underneath the page. Um, and now he says, uh, as far as I can tell, the experience is completely gone in iOS 16, replaced by an animation that wouldn't feel out of place in a Tinder ripoff or a PDF <laughs> viewing utility app. Aww. This speaks a man in pain. Yes. <laughs> I, I always, I always He's think hurt. about it. I always think about it in the future. Someone's going to be like, what's that? It's a book. You know, what does it do? You read it, you know, and then, and then they're like, and then, and then when they turn the page, they're like, is that where that, that effect goes from? I never oh, knew, no, I know what that's you know, like, why did that do that? I guess it's skeuomorphism and they don't, I yeah. don't know why would they would take it out, but uh, it's cool. It's really cool. Sometimes skeuomorphism is just cool. And somebody <laughs> put a lot of work into that. That's not yeah. trivial. Whimsy, right? Whimsy. Whimsy. It doesn't, yeah. It, 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 because it's not just, a, oh, uh, he's doing a swipe so i'm going to do an i'm going to do uh, render an animated like page curl effect it's no just to, just as you saw in that video like if you like slide your finger around it's like you're lifting the page and you can basically curl it in different directions so they want to make sure that if you if you if you drag slightly from like lower uh, lower right to slightly above to the left it will make sure that the that the page like curls in exactly the right way instead of like curling in a way that wouldn't work it's like that that is someone who basically said that you know what if it takes if i have to stay up a little late an extra three days to make this work awesome i think i, I they're paying me for awesome they're not paying me for just okay they're not paying me for kindle they're paying me for ibooks yeah oh well i think it just you know it could just be an option like nothing gold like can stay somewhere in the, the preferences or make like, it an easter egg girl. like hidden yeah yeah that's exactly. a hidden thing uh yeah skeuomorphism on uh, I don't know if I should worry about this or not. Uh, the Chinese government uh, is so worried about the iPhone factory, the Foxconn iPhone factory, uh, slowing down because of COVID. They've they've asked the military to step in. Uh, off officials in central China have tapped. This is from the New York Times. Have tapped the government's vast network of party members, civil servants, and military veterans to help Foxconn. They've called on them to, quote, respond to the government's call and aid in the resumption of production. Um, I guess I, 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 think, I don't know. 
I think that this the issue that they're seeing and, and what's happening is is a lot of companies, especially Apple, are starting to regain their leverage. You know, they are they are able to they're basically they're opening, they're talking about opening stuff in the United States and Brazil and India, Vietnam. They're starting to spread out. And China can't afford for this these are like little little leaks in the front of the dam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. that that as, you know, and I think that they're I think China is starting to see that those little leaks are starting to lead to cracks. And if that falls apart, you know, it it really undermines China. China's already, you know, they're already top heavy population wise. They've got a whole bunch of other financial issues. And if they're if they start getting to run away, you know, companies moving away and what's good for this is especially good for Taiwan because China just can't afford to shake this that that nest too hard um, because it's part of why all these companies are moving out. But mm-hmm. being, you know, I mean, even Tim Cook is saying, you know, being geologically or geo- geographically constrained is not optimal, I think is what he said. <laughs> you know, so so I think that China is trying to make sure that everything that they do everything they can to try to hang on to these companies um, because they're starting to see real movement. And I think it has more to do with Taiwan than than this factory staying open, to be honest. I think everyone looked at Ukraine and just went, whoa, if, if this happens in Taiwan, we're in big trouble. And yeah. so so I think that it has more to do with Taiwan, but I think everything matters to China at this point. They're in they're in a lot of trouble. In fact, uh, Digitime says Apple's turning to Samsung for memory uh, in the iPhones out of South Korea. So yeah, th- they were going to buy them from Yangtze Memory Technologies in uh, China. Um, they're going. They put them on hold, and they're going to uh, Samsung. And this is this is actually because of the U.S. government's ban against trading uh, with chips with Chinese suppliers. Yeah, it's getting harder and harder on a yeah. lot of different fronts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody, Leo Laporte here. I am the founder and one of the hosts at the Twit Podcast Network. I want to talk to you a little bit about what we do here at Twit because I think it's unique. And I think for anybody who is uh, bringing a product or a service to a tech audience, you need to know about what we do here at Twit. We've built an amazing audience of engaged, intelligent, affluent listeners who listen to us and trust us when we recommend a product. Our mission statement is is to build a highly engaged community of tech enthusiasts. Already you should be, your ears should be perking up at that because highly engaged is good for you. Tech enthusiasts, if that's who you're looking for, this is the place. We do it by offering them the knowledge they need to understand and use technology in today's world. And I hear from our audience all the time, Part of that knowledge comes from our advertisers. We are very careful. We pick advertisers with great products, great services, with integrity, and introduce them to our audience with authenticity uh, and genuine enthusiasm. And that makes our host red ads different from anything else you can buy. We are literally bringing you to the attention of our audience and giving you a big, fat endorsement. We like to create partnerships with trusted brands, brands who are in it for the long run, long-term partners that want to grow with us. And we have so many great success stories. Tim Broom, who founded IT Pro TV in 2013, started advertising with us on day one, has been with us ever since. He said, quote, we would not be where we are today without the Twit Network. I think the proof is in the pudding. Advertisers like IT Pro TV and Audible that have been with us for more than 10 years. They stick around because their ads work. And honestly, isn't that why you're buying advertising? You get a lot with Twit. We have a very full service 
attitude. We almost think of it as kind of artisanal uh, advertising, boutique advertising. You'll get a full service continuity team. People who are on the phone with you, who are in touch with you, who support you from with everything from copywriting to graphic design. So you are not alone in this. We embed our ads into the shows. They're not they're not added later. They're part of the shows. In fact, often they're such a part of our shows that our other hosts will chime in on the ad saying, yeah, I love that. Or just the other day, one of our hosts said, man, I really got to buy that. <laughs> That's an additional benefit to you because you're hearing people, our audience trusts saying, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, we deliver, always over deliver on impressions. So you know, you're going to get the impressions you expect. The ads are unique every time. We don't pre-record them and roll them in. We are genuinely doing those ads in the middle of the show. Uh, we'll give you great onboarding services. Ad tech with pod sites that's free for direct clients. Gives you a lot of reporting. Gives you a great idea of how well your ads are working. You'll get courtesy commercials. You actually can take our ads and share them across social media and landing pages. That really extends the reach. There are other free goodies too, including mentions in our weekly newsletter that's sent to thousands of fans engaged fans who really want to see this stuff we give you bonus ads and social media promotion too so if you want to be a long-term partner introduce your product to a savvy engaged tech audience visit twit.tv slash advertise check out those testimonials mark mccrary is the ceo of authentic you probably know him one of the biggest uh, original podcast advertising companies we've been with him for 16 years Mark said the feedback from many advertisers over 16 years across a range of product categories, everything from razors to computers, is that if ads and podcasts are going to work for a brand, they're going to work on Twitch shows. I'm very proud of what we do because it's honest, it's got integrity, it's authentic, and it really is a great introduction to our audience of your brand. Our listeners are smart, they're engaged, they're tech-savvy, they're dedicated to our network, and that's one of the reasons we only work with high-integrity partners that we've personally and thoroughly vetted. I have absolute approval on everybody. If you've got a great product, I want to hear from you. Elevate your brand by reaching out today at advertise at twit.tv. Break out of the advertising norm. Grow your brand with host red ads on twit.tv. Visit twit.tv slash advertise for more details, or you can email us, advertise at twit.tv if you're ready to launch your campaign now. I can't wait to see your product. So give us a ring. All right. That's the news. Now it's time for your picks of the week. Let's start with Jason Snell. Pick of the week. I am going to pick. Uh, it's a flight tracking app. It is the best, I think, flight tracking app. Uh, it's not cheap, but if you travel a lot, oh, it's worth it. It is called Flighty. It's actually free if you're flying. Your first flight is free in general, but it's free for November 22nd and 23rd. So if you're going somewhere for oh, Thanksgiving, yeah. you can try it out. It is, uh, it's not new, but they've got a bunch of new features. And most impressively, recently, they supported the, um, the live activities view. And the live activities view means that you can get these amazing little, um, uh, amazing little pop-ups on your lock screen that detail oh. the status of your flight. And I, I did a, a link about it at Six Colors. Um, it is, uh, it's so good because it will tell you, like, it'll be in the dynamic island. If you've got an iPhone, iPhone 14 Pro, it'll show you where your gate is. It shows you where you are 
uh, in reference to like when it's taking off or when you're on the flight, it'll tell you how long it is until you land. And you're saying to yourself, well, how does it know that like if I'm in airplane mode because I'm not on the airplane Wi-Fi? And Ryan Jones, who is the developer of Flighty, pointed out something very clever, which is if you're ever on an airplane and it's one of those things where you have to pay for Wi-Fi, but you can get on their free Wi-Fi to like watch TV and they say free messaging. You can get iMessages, too, without paying. If you say yes to that, here's the twist that you may not know, which is you won't just get iMessages. All of your push notifications come by the same path. And live activities are updated via push notification. (gasps) So Flighty and anyone else down the road like sports apps, anybody else that uses uh, live activities, even if you're on a plane and you're not paying for Wi-Fi, if you have one of those sort of Wi-Fis that a lot of airlines offer where you get iMessage covered, uh, you will get your live activities updated live because they're all coming through essentially invisible push notifications. So uh, that's a fun little twist on what is already a pretty great app. You know, it's not cheap. It's $50 a year. Ooh. They have an $11 sort of flexible limited family plan. But if you travel a lot, um, I mean, there is no better app that I have tried for this kind of flight tracking. You can choose how detailed you want it to be about, like, is your gate changing? Uh, is the is the flight changing? Is the, the plane changing? It'll let you know that. It lets you know when the flight plan has been filed and what it is. There's a lot of stuff in there. Um, and they like TripIt and some of these other places. They'll let you uh, forward your flight information to an email address at Flighty, and it automatically gets added to your list of flights. Lots of great stuff. Great app. And if you're uh, if you're traveling for Thanksgiving on a plane, you could try it out for free. Wow, I love the live activity thing. It's really good. That's it great. looks great. Would it, be, would it go in the uh, dynamic island if it? Should. Yeah, yeah. There's another look. Um, the the you know the big one is is live activity on the lock screen, but it also will go in the dynamic island. And oh, I, I was so recently cool. traveling, and it, it actually showed me. I looked down in my home screen while I'm unlocked, and in the dynamic island, there's a little yellow, uh, you know, gate C22, and a little wow. arrow saying that that's where you need to go, which is pretty awesome. So yeah, it's good. There it's it is. Good. There's the dynamic island in there preview wow that is really sweet 50 bucks though yikes it's not cheap you got to be a, a real serious Frequent traveler flyer. who cares about yeah. this stuff yeah. although like i said they have a like they have a reduced family plan sort of thing for 10 bucks a year i think that is pretty good so give it a try as soon as i start flying somewhere yep sounds worth it thank you jason andy Anako, pick of the week uh, two quick ones because we we're talking earlier about like having all kinds of different like wall plugs, wall warts, and like not knowing which one is goes to which. Uh, and so I got this tip from uh, uh, Adam Savage uh, on the Tested Channel uses this wonderful. Uh, it's called the press the Presto Jumbo Correction Pen by Pentel to label things like in his shop, like drawers and stuff like that. And I discovered that it is like the perfect thing for like labeling power supplies and stuff like that uh, because. It's it's technically a, a correction pen, but it's not this chalky stuff. It's actually a very very hard wearing uh, enamel white paint uh, that that goes on nice and thick. You give it you, you shake. It's, it has a it has a ball in it. You got to give it a shake. You got to squeeze it a little bit to get it started, and then uh, you just write the stuff. And, and there's no mistake in that. Uh, and they're not expensive either. They're like four and a half dollars each. And I have a whole bunch of them because again, the, if you, you need to you need to mark something permanently on 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 dark stuff. I also I, I also do have 
when you, you can you can tell like exactly where I was in a certain project. I do have some uh, adapters that do have like a brother like P Touch like nice fancy label on it, but that was conditional upon my <laughs> knowing where the P Touch was, making sure that it did have a cartridge <laughs> in it, like typing it up, like dip 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 dip, <laughs> rolling it up and putting it on correctly. Rest this is just blort blort. Great, it's, it's labeled it's and it's idea. big. That's that's that's, that's all I need. Idea. Yeah. Uh, so the. So Pente, pen, it's, a, it's a Pentel uh, Presto. It's like one of those things where I bought one, then I bought lots more. Uh, but the well, other they call, the, it, they call it a correction pen. What are you correcting? You're typing? Uh, I, I, the, the fact <laughs> they would mark anything as a correction pen. I mean, what, is, what, are, you yeah, what are you correcting? It's, I think, uh, well, it's back when you were typing. Yeah, it comes typing. from it's yeah, what Mike Nesmith's so mother in, uh, invented. Yeah, exactly. It's white out. Maybe or, or maybe it's just such a limited product that's like they that's like you know <laughs> they what made are, a thousand of them in twenty oh. years ago and they still have them. Uh, see, I, no, I, I'm th- I'm thinking that like we, we're making such a low margin on these to redesign the label and like retool the the, the, the assembly plant for a different label. I mean, I see. I, I, as far as a correction pen goes, I think that. If I had one in my pocket and I was in one of those situations where I see one of those lines where one one of those signs where they they put like the corrective uh, apostrophe s when the apostrophe was not necessary, I would go, "All right, let's let's just let's just get rid of that." Ooh, it's got that nice that shake sound. sound. I like that yeah, shake sound. Yeah, that's good. It's it's, it's yeah. pretty nice. Yeah, that's 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 how you know it's like some serious serious paint <laughs> that has to be mixed up correctly <laughs> in order to work. Uh, it's, it's ozone. It's ozone safe, kids. That's called it's, good news. Jumpy for a friend. Of course. It's called, right. it's, it's called the Presto it's exclamation jumbo mark. correction. Jumbo TM exclamation mark. <laughs> they have it on Amazon. I, I, might yeah, I already have, I, yeah. ordered. Yeah. Already ordered and you can, you can buy. But I think I think I think this is this is this is this uh, this coincides with your interests, Alex Lindsay. I think you will. If, I think you will Alex, enjoy I think for you for office hours, you should get the twelve pack. <laughs> uh, you can uh, you get twelve of them, and, and that brings the price down to two dollars and sixty six cents each, which is not bad. Guess guess, guess what everyone's getting for Christmas <laughs> yeah, at office hours this year? <laughs> A correction pen. Wow, thank you. What am I correcting, Mister Lindsay? Uh, I'll, I'll enjoy this on my trip back to nineteen seventy three. I could sign up for subscribe and save. I'll get uh, I'll get twelve every three months. Even better. There you go. Even better. Boy, they, somebody must really run through these. Well, you know, it, it's it saves you it saves you like time and money. Like, let's say you have a pair of black shoes, but you're playing tennis. Oh, you can just yeah, you, you can know use white. up one of these markers, and congratulations! Now you're ready for a Rolling court. Stones wrote a song about that. I think I see <laughs> a black shoe, and I want to paint it. Well, Alex Lindsay, your pick of the week. So my pick of the week just came out um, last week, and we, I was really surprised that it actually shipped last week as well. Um, this is <gasps> knobs, knobs. You got it. Oh, I'm so this jealous. Is the deck. So, so this is the stream deck, knobs. and I wanted to kind of grab this so you can see it. This is the this is the kind of the smallest stream, stream deck, deck, but all the mini. keys in the older ones have been Six have buttons. been about this size. You, one of the things that I noticed was how much bigger this one was, yeah, and the, the actual yeah. buttons are bigger as well. And so, um, so basically, this is a stream deck. It still has the same programmability. Um, you've got eight buttons on the top. You've got a scribble, you know, strip here, so you can actually. Um, well, I can't right now because I'm in the, in the zone that I'm in. But, um, but basically, um, you you can you, you're seeing that this is actual like RGB parade, you know, oh being driven back into that. But you have, but now you have these little knobs, and so you can turn them. You know, um, you can turn a lot of this stuff, you oh, know, that's around. Really cool. Now, this one's set up right now for Resolve, and so if I hit, like, the edit page, 
you know, it's going to change, you know, um, to what I need for the edit page. Right. I, you know, I can go back. Um, there's a lot of, I mean, there are a lot of tools <laughs> you know, that are there, you know, so there's a, here's a jog. Is you know, it just is, USB? So you, you must be running the stream Deck software on your computer must yeah. be yeah. very yeah, so aware of all this stuff. Exactly. You're yeah. running the stream deck software on your computer. Now, what I did here is I bought, I bought this. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't make it. I bought it. I bought a whole collection of stream deck, um, profiles oh, that will run oh. nine different pages. The, the, oh. you, you know, this, yeah, there's a, uh, it's, it's probably a whole nother pick, but there's a company like I was like, Oh, this will take a lot of programming. And, uh, it turns out that there is a, um, a company that I can't think of the name of the company right now because it doesn't have the list. It doesn't have their name on the thing. Um, anyway, the, uh, sideshow effects makes these for lots of different software. Um, so, uh, this is sideshow effects and they, they have like nine different profiles that are all the different things you need for resolve. They have them for premiere and final cut and lots of other things. And so they just came out with them as well for this stream deck. And so I just loaded them all in and they all work. Now, another thing that you can do is this opens up all kinds of possibilities of changing volume, uh, scrolling through things, moving your edit windows, all these other things. And this is what we really wanted to see these knobs for quite some time. And so being able to have the knobs there as well as this great little, um, you see, you can see as, as I, as I scroll through here, the, these top ones are, um, you know, actually changing, you know, so I can just go to a different pages by scrolling across there. Um, and then these, you know, again, these are like, you know, just little, you can see me making some adjustments here. Um, and so it's pretty, it's pretty nifty, you know, it's, it's a, um, it's a big jump forward. It, it really feels like they, they did really well. Stream Deck in my, in the world that I'm in, like everybody has at least one. <laughs> if not a couple. Um, and I, people run whole shows on them. And so they've, the problem has been really that the, the buttons were a little small. There wasn't quite enough travel and we didn't have any, uh, we didn't have any knobs <laughs> that we could, that we could affect uh, volume or scroll through things and everything else. And this has fixed a lot of those things. Um, and um, I was able to, per I bought it last week. It came three days later. Wow. Like I was expecting, well, they said three to five days, but I think it probably will be three to five months, you know, cause it's just, it just released. And I, uh, you know, I, I don't, I bought it off their website and it was, it was there, you know, it just showed up 200 Friday, bucks. So. so it's not cheap, but, uh, boy, yeah. If, and I think they're initially that this was, these are aimed at like Twitch streamers, right? But yeah, it was really aimed stream deck, really built up all of Elgato and Corsair who owns Elgato really focused on the kind of online creator slash um, the streamers and really built up around streamers. And what's happened is that that a lot of professionals started using this. And especially they use the Stream Deck software. There's also another software called Companion, which is really the heavy-duty version. This is what most uh, professionals are using or not. The Stream Deck software profiles, they're using Companion um, to... Um, um, uh, so that's the... Um, so when they, when you start tying into companion, you have very complex interactions between your hardware. And so what's happened, I think, is that more professionals are getting into it and they're starting to serve that market. That's why we have more tools, bigger buttons. In fact, they could probably double this price and give us even better buttons with more travel and people would probably buy it, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like in my world, because it was just like, we just want it to be, we want it to work. And every time you push it, it's going to work and everything else. And, but I will say that, um, it's uh, I'm waiting for the logic one to come out because I do a lot of editing logic. And so I'm uh, audio editing logic. That's what I do the podcast in. And, and um, I'm really looking forward to, you know, being able to make that all work. But anyway, it's how are the knobs? They feel good. They're pretty good. I mean, they're not free flowing so that, you know, I'm used to like really high quality knobs right. that don't have notches on them that, that are just that are really high 
you know, the kind of knobs on a lot of stuff I use are very high resolution. So these aren't the same resolution as those. Um, they're, they're probably, my guess is um, they're an indent every five degrees or 10 degrees, somewhere in that range. Um, so it's, you, you know, you feel it turning um, and it's very specific because it has to send out those commands. Um, but but uh, overall, I think it does feel like the fit and finish of it feels much better than um, Stream Decks in the past. Nice. <laughs> so so it's <coughs> anyway, it's a it's a really good update. And I think I'm hoping that we're going to see more and more professional tools from them. Oh, we use BitFocus Companion with our Zoom ISO and a Stream Deck. I didn't know. Just, I think that I think that's pretty recent. <laughs> I think that that's that's think, you doing that. I think, yes. well, not me. I think it was Andy. I think Andy Andy uh, came in and was like, well, "Andy Carluccio of uh, Zoom." But then it's I think Zoom John Zoom, Zoom okay. John has absorbed it extremely quickly. <laughs> he, Andy was in on it. Sunday. He, he started Liminal, which Zoom bought, and uh, Zoom ISO has been this show for the first time ever. I think right entirely yeah. on Zoom ISO, and it um, feels much better. I don't know if it. I don't know if you can feel it. I know I can feel it. Like pictures it better, sounds better. Uh, you guys don't, um, the latency has gone so much down that we don't have people interrupting each other by accident. It's really right. a big, it's a big improvement. Yeah. It's really yeah. good. It took us a little while to dial in because we have such a weird audio chain. Uh, but, but we got it all working. Thanks to uh, Andy, John Slanina, our studio manager, Russell Tammany, who is our incredible yeah. IT guy. Uh, he figured out how to get the software working. We got a really good team team here. So yeah, yeah that's cool. And Thank thanks you. to you, of course. Alex for suggesting it in the first point place. Pe- I'm, just, I'm just pointing people in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> Alex Alex <laughs> so. says, besides office hours, I, I got to remember to plug Gray Matter, which is a pod, you said I, the podcast. This is a this is a podcast you do with uh, Michael Krasny, longtime uh, radio host in San Francisco on NPR. Um, does great interviews, some amazing people. I mean, the, the quality of the people you're getting. It's it. Michael Krasny's. Uh, he knows everybody, um, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you. I mean, we, I mean, it's, it's kind of a crazy, uh, uh, a crazy thing when you say we're going to talk to who, you know, like, you know, like it's, 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 uh, so, um, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And the conversations are so good. I mean, you're, I think a lot of us aren't used to listening to podcasts where you have someone who's literally done 10,000, you know, 10,000, uh, uh, you know, 10,000 interviews, uh, asking questions and it's just very it's a very uh smooth thing we had you on which was great that was um, fun and uh love doing that was a good that. time and yeah. um but we've had a lot of people everyone from you and amber to ken burns to a lot of you know um um yeah so it's it's um, isabel allende is the latest the great novelist she's great. yeah she's wonderful she's she, she was so much fun she came into the studio which is oh, nice. again it's just it's just like like i michael can bring people in that yeah <laughs> that yeah. wouldn't give me the time of day <laughs> yeah. so so it's contacts. um yeah 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 absolutely Ah, uh, thank you, uh, of course, officehours.global uh, for the great and nonstop uh, show about media, production, content, everything you could ever imagine. Officehours.global for your invite into the Zoom or just watch it on YouTube uh, or on the website after the fact. And if you want to hire Alex, 090.media. He is the best in the business. And you've been such a boon to us. Thank you for helping us set up all this stuff that we do here. I always enjoy it. Thanks very much to Andy Anako. GBH, soon? Yes, uh, next Wednesday, uh, the 30th at 1230. Go to WGBHnews.org to stream in the audio live or later, or go to WGBH News on YouTube to watch the video live or later. Fantastic. Thank you, Andy. Jason Snell, sixcolors.com, sixcolors.com for slash podcasts, because he does like 8 million 
<laughs> podcasts. True. What's up lately? Guilty. Anything exciting? Uh, I think good episode of Upgrade this week on Relay FM. Um, you know, that that is a good one. Uh, good episode of The Incomparable coming later this week. Because what better way to celebrate Thanksgiving than to talk about um, Martin Scorsese's Goodfellas? Yeah. Sure. Sounds like <laughs> the Thanksgiving movie. Many people. It's the, yeah. 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 Die Hard is for Christmas. Uh, Goodfellas <laughs> is for Thanksgiving. I he's, guess. He's, he's he's cooking a big meal for his family and being really really annoyed by all the everything he has to do on that day. I, I think it fits. It fits. And here's what I'll plug: is um, Total Party Kill, our actual play D and D podcast, is a lot of fun. If you have never tried one, give it a try. Uh, the episode that we did today is perhaps the silliest one we've done in years. And uh, it's because it's role playing, and our DM refused to role play two NPCs, and so Tony Sindelar and I did instead, and we did uh, what were are charitably described as bad New Jersey accents on a couple of minotaurs. Oh lord! Um, hey. Named Cinna and Bon, <laughs> and it's like, hey, what's going on here? It's 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 amazing, and you can see the DM I'm just cantering here, lower I'm... and lower <laughs> as we do this, and all the other players are like, I really want to kill these guys now. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. Actual play D and D. You watch on YouTube. Uh, it's great. Ne- neat, neat. I can't wait. I gotta watch this. Total party kill, among Comedy. many other things, at the incomparable dot com and sixcolors dot com too. Thank you very much, all three of you. This is a great show as always. Even though we had nothing to say, you found some stuff to say. <laughs> you did it. You did it. Again, uh, we were on brand. <laughs> <laughs> we do Mac Break Weekly Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Pacific, 2 p.m. Eastern, 1900 UTC. If you want to watch it live, you can. Uh, live.twit.tv. There's live audio and video streams. So it's like a radio show in that respect. But there's this nice side effect. You can also watch or listen uh, at your leisure because it's also a podcast, which you'll find at twit.tv slash mbw. There's a YouTube channel that's all MBW all the time. And there's also, of course, your favorite podcast client, which will let you download it and listen to it uh, whenever you want, wherever you want. Uh, We have many ways to interact with our hosts. Uh, Of course, during the shows, the IRC is open to all at irc.twit.tv. If you're a club member, we have a special Discord for you. And there is a MacBreak Weekly channel there open all the time, but especially active during the show. Uh, after the fact, for people who listen asynchronously, don't forget our Mastodon uh, instance at twit.social and our uh, community at twit.community. That's a discourse forum. Uh, I think there's plenty of ways to pepper us with your complaints and concerns. So please take advantage <laughs> of those. Uh, thank it's you all our- engagement. It's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all engagement. It is here. Although, if you're not careful, I'll be doing it in a Jersey accent from now on. I'm just saying. <laughs> Could have been worse. Could have been a Boston accent. Oh, no. I shouldn't give you ideas for the next one, but that would be fun. We're podcasting here. We're po- podcasting here. Jason Snell, Andy Anako, Alex Lindsay, thank you all for being here. Now get back to work. It's break time. It's over. I'm Jason Howell. How do you thank your hardworking team? Well, with a Club Twit corporate subscription, of course. You can show your appreciation and reward your tech team with a subscription to Club Twit, and that way they'll be informed and entertained with podcasts covering the latest in technology. With a Club Twit subscription, they're going to get access to all of our podcasts ad-free, the members-only Discord, exclusive outtakes, behind-the-scenes and special content, and exclusive shows like Hands on Mac, Hands on Windows, and the Untitled Linux Show. 
Go to twit.tv slash club twit and look for corporate plans for complete details. 